truth is, I am Iron Man. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. Our very strength invites challenge. Challenge incites conflict. Conflict breeds catastrophe. In the hell do you think you are? We're not savages. I take power from the undeserving. It's kind of my thing. And we're back for another episode of Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Tui. Let's get to it. All right, Noel, this time we're back. We're not even going to, we're not back to look at one movie in particular, one TV show in particular, but we're going to look at, sorry? Projects, that's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. We're going to look at everything that Marvel has coming for us in the near future and the future beyond that near future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like we, this segment we're going to call what is for lack of a better name. And that is that we're going to focus on what is coming up and what is over the horizon in terms of the MCU on Disney Plus in the cinemas when hopefully they open in a more larger scale after this fucking bullshit pandemic. Um, so, Noel, what, what are you looking forward to the most when you look at this long list I've sent you over the, um, the interwebs? You know what? It's a good question. I feel made, like Black Widow is so overdue. I'm kind yeah. of just looking forward to it. Um, like Marvel have kind of been very careful and very very smart about each step they've taken but black widow feels crazy overdue uh like she came on their screens scarlett johansson's black widow and iron man 2 and, yeah right. and she hasn't you know branched out in any kind of way shape or form since bar the, the avengers uh so yeah maybe that and i was always a big fan of taskmaster the bad guy i always wanted him to get a um a, a spin i was just fond of somebody who could copy imitate any sort anything he sees so that'd be like fighting Captain America and fighting Spider-Man and fighting Daredevil and fighting all these guys wrapped up into one. I huge thought potential. Huge potential, especially used for the kind of thing. I like action. I don't like, you know, we kind of spoke about this briefly before. I, I like, like Shang-Chi. I'm looking forward to as well. because going to be just some kick-ass. It speaks to the kid in me that used to love martial arts movies and stuff, you know. Um, just died in the wool of kind of kicking the crap out of each other films. And I think Black Widow's going to have some of that. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think you could like literally if you look at Black Widow, you could actually shape it in the same kind of uh, form, um, for lack of a better term, as like a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It could be slightly over violent compared to some Marvel movies, but at the same time, you can tone it down so you still get your PG thirteen. So you can have it action heavy but not gore heavy. You know. Yeah, well, you know, there's clever things like you know they fight on the train and somebody literally gets kicked off the back of it, and we know he's dead because the train is going 95 yeah, miles an hour. Yeah, but we just hour. don't see the impact. We, we don't see the impact. We don't see the the brutality of it, and that that's just that's the that's the needle you thread, and um, yeah, and you're right because Scarlett Johansson doesn't necessarily have any superpowers, but she's going to be pulling off close combat you know acrobatic feats that you know you got no reasonable person would would, yeah. would expect that that's actually possible and mr mr impossible has been doing that since 1996 i think was his first album. yeah yeah tom cruise still hanging off the side of planes like a fucking lunatic exactly you yeah know what i mean but um so like no we'd say to do this series um on the back of uh the release of wandavision and the falcon winter soldier because um 
but they're the first foray of Marvel into this new post-Avengers mm. Phase 4. We talk about Phase 5 in the second half of the show, but I want to focus on Phase 4 for the first half and what's in the near of the near futures and what Marvel have coming first. So, like, after, like, we, we, we have an episode. Uh, I want this episode to be slightly standalone-ish if people don't catch the WandaVision or the Falcon Winter Soldier episode. So I just wanted to give, uh, no, I, I know you already did it in an episode we did on Division. So don't be lazy people, listen to the full fucking episodes. But just because we love you, we're going to give you a little bit of sign on. So Noel, tell people what you think of Division super quick, like broad strokes. We broad strokes, right. I thought it was, oh, I, I loved it because it was very cerebral. It was very meta. Um, you know, it had fun with the tropes. It had fun with the eras. Um, and because it was based so heavily in literally magic and, um, grief and imagine what those two things can create it was it was just a wonderful development from that i enjoyed it immensely but it very much so worked as a standalone thing it doesn't yeah. you know i know they kind of bled into other things a bit as, as marvelous always want to do but uh, yeah. i just i just thought it was a thrill you know the, the last three episodes just are such a disconnect from every episode that came before it it was yeah. just such a shift in tone and uh like a whiplash kind of tur- uh, twists and turns it was just yeah no i really really enjoyed it and it's not like anything that came out before it definitely broke ground and you always have to commend that yeah I, i'm the same as you it was like it was an intimate story told on a great scale you know it was it was brave and brave and stunning um but um and stunning and brave i'm sorry i can't help myself but like mm-hmm. literally it, it was uh as i said it was a story that was like very intimate but it was told on a massive scale it was it was told using different eras of sitcoms it was like an action movie. It was like groundbreaking in some of the effects they use and the way they, some of the style they use and how they portray the story and the characters. And it was great world building. It was a great first block and the rest of the new, new world Marvel is going to start to build post blip world, if you want to call it that. that and post Thanos world, I suppose, would be a better way to describe it. But I think it is the first and best opening salvo that Marvel could have done. And it's interesting to see because we spoke before about how it was wise to do one division first and then get people back to the familiarity yes. of Falcon Winter Soldier. But when I actually looked at the original slate um, before this podcast, getting the cheat sheet ready, that um, one division was actually originally slated for after Falcon Winter Soldier. So I think Marvel might have happened on a happy accident that Falcon Winter Soldier was ended up being rescheduled and coming out after one division because I think the the singular nature of the tone of one division in comparison to everything else marvel had done with the mcu it needed that something familiar straight after it so i just think that they might have had might have actually gotten lucky in the fact that they actually had to reschedule their slate slightly due to the pandemic and 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 you know stuff being made and finished and others weren't and stuff like this and they might have got lucky because of it you know they definitely did get lucky because i'm surprised to hear you say that i didn't know that and Mm. one division is i told you there was an awful lot that was relatable to that it even said in one of the later episodes you know, if my, if I could bring back my mother, I would. Yeah. You know, so as in, what would you do if you had literally unlimited, like unlimited power, not just to ch- change some of something in your like in your home, in your in your living room, but to yeah. change something in a town, maybe more, like as far as you uh, as far as you could dream, basically. And that's yeah, good, were... but it didn't. It gets so unrelatable because it gets so big. Yeah. And it's not based in the world; it's based in a town. And after the blip and everything, I think, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of coming out, I feel like that's the better one to shoehorn in the larger universe as a it's whole. It's like a nice, nice palate cleanser for the... You know what? Uh, palate cleanser is actually a really good way to put it because that's what it yeah. was. It was very standalone. Like, you know, like, it, was, it, it did Modern Family and it did um, 
and Malcolm in the middle. Like it had the, it had people talking to the cameras at times. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was very breaking the fourth wall. It's actually breaking the, the fourth wall in a big, big way. And um, so yeah, no, it would have been it would have been strange to me. I think they would have lost a little bit of their their speed, and they might have picked it back up. But yeah, no, it was definitely the better way to go. Uh, yeah, and so like that's pretty much our kind of our broad thoughts on one division. If you want to hear us talk in more detail about it, uh, there's an episode we did that'll be coming out. And like actually, like I'm saying that now, and this episode will be released afterwards. But like pretty much, we've done an episode on one division. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's on all our stream on all the streaming platforms on the good ones anyway. But um, no, so yeah. like we spoke a little bit quickly about one division because as I said, we already spoke about it in more detail. So uh, after One Division came out uh, was the rescheduled Falcon Winter Soldier. And this was more familiar Marvel territory, the more buddy cop action fest that we love, even though it was slow burning at times, but with a much quicker six episode run, it didn't really wait around. It did a lot more world building in a lot of ways than, than One Division, even though One Division did its fair share of world, world uh, building in terms of introducing magic, witches, the dark hold, all these kind of things. And, you know, expanding on sword a little bit, scrolls, lots of stuff. But um. Well, now they got rid of the Infinity. I, I honestly got to think, and I do want to move on, so but I'm going to get this off my chest. I do think that Wanda's kind of and the Dark Hold are basically the new um, Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, I think she's going to be either the new villain for at least Doctor Strange, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's the new villain for this phase. Yeah, because you know, like just imagine her as a story writing tool, and you're just kind of going, um, I don't know, space, demon, dragon. Thing. Well, how would we write them in? Wanda. Wanda. I yeah. Sorry, I don't know how I forgot Wanda. Of course, yeah, no, Space Dragons, let's do it. Yeah, and she could be your entranceway into mutants like we spoke about on the yeah. previous episode as well. But um, uh, now that we kind of touched on WandaVision again, what did you make of... We, we only did this a few days ago, so I know it'd be super fresh in the head, but what did you make of the Falcon Winter Soldier, Broad Strokes and just so, you know... Broad Strokes, it touched, touched on a lot of social economic issues that do face the world right now. And uh, I'm not going to get into that because we did get into that. We didn't shy away yeah. from it. Um, and I thought I did a good job of it. I think I did an excellent job building out Captain America because I think if such an iconic, Chris Evans, Captain America is such an iconic character that you just don't get to give the shield to someone else and say, it's him now. Yeah, you don't. it has to be earned. It has to be earned. And I think it did an excellent job of building it up. And I think sometimes at the detriment of other characters to a small degree, especially yeah. the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. But I thought as, as far as like um, Sam going forward as Captain America, wow. What an excellent platform for him to jump off. Just an excellent, excellent platform. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm happy for him because he, he plays quite a relatable, quite grounded, um, quite, I don't know, just kind of, every, that's what I'm talking about. It's a, an everyday man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not claiming to know what it's like to be a black man in America in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or anything like that, but it was just something human about human problems, yeah. you know? That's the thing about Sam Wilson. He is the everyman to the best scale, like, or to the most potential an everyman could be, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, when you're fighting alongside Thor, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's definitely, or a Hulk, he's an everyman. He's an everyman yeah. who has some tech and some training and like Hawkeye, you know what like, I mean? Like, like Hawkeye, yeah, he's an everyman. Yeah, it's like, uh, incredible it's like there's gods out there and you're fighting aliens and I'm shooting a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it was Age of Ultron, something along the lines of that. But, uh, you know, I'm the same with you. I I, I enjoyed the social, uh, political aspects of Falcon Winter Soldier. I love the action sequences. I love the way they started strong, gave us a chance to build into the storyline and then they kind of like let us learn about the characters and then there was more like, one thing I like about it, even though when they were building, it never slowed down too much. There was constant action in it. And because of the six episode run, that always helps. There's less dilly dallying. You get stuck into the storyline. You try to develop the characters the best way you can. There's a little bit of a, 
a disconnect, I think, between uh, the second last episode and the last episode. So I, I didn't touch upon last time, but I, I think the finale was brilliant. The big reveals were brilliant. And I think Anthony Mackie is uh, really growing into Roy Samuelson. Yeah. yeah. And Sebastian Stan has grown into the role of Winter Soldier, even though it's been coming increasingly diminished. Um, but like, and I said to you, I thought it was a bit silly that they keep calling Winter Soldier, considering the negative connotations that are attached to it. Yeah. Like, you know, it should be maybe White Wolf, should be his new name or something, I don't know. But um, I'll leave it up to Marvel, they seem to have a handle on things. Um, but yeah, I think it was a return to form for casuals in a sense that form uh, that of Marvel that they know and love, the action, the buddy comedy, and a little bit of uh, relatability to modern the modern world around it, like using like superheroes. This is not like it's not unique to Captain Mar or to Falcon Winter Soldier. Superhero stories have done this in long uh, for a long time. They've used the mutants to talk about civil rights. You know what I mean? They've done these different things where you it's the thing of sci-fi and fantasy and can allow you to do. You can talk yeah. about social and political issues under On the massive guise. stages. Yeah, you know, exactly. You can, you can you, you, I always think of my I keep using the words I use again, taught exercises. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It's a taught exercise. What if you could? Yeah, I just would think, you or should you? I just think the best way to talk about sometimes social political things is this uh, to disguise your message under the guise of it's a superhero movie, it's a fantasy movie, it's a science fiction movie. And the fact that you can keep these undertones and overtones wrapped up in that yeah. overall narrative that people enjoy, that's mass appeal. That's how you get your message across to many people. I'm almost middle-aged and I'm white. I'm a white straight man. So I pr pretty, pretty much know everything. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't like people trying to teach me lessons because obviously I'm the authority on pretty much everything. Yeah. And just before we move on past uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, because we did a standalone episode, check that out, please. We appreciate all your ears. Um, but I just want to say anybody out there that has a problem with, we said this already, but I want to reiterate anybody that has a problem with Anthony Mackie being Captain America or White Russell being John Walker, who also was Captain America. Right, the actors. I'm not talking about the characters. If you have a problem with them, get a fucking life, really, seriously. Yeah, because they're superheroes, up, dudes. Right? If you're worried about who's playing your superheroes, you need better priorities. Is all I'm saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. These sad bastards. Um, but uh, no. So we'll move past uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and One Division because we spoke about them in greater length. And the next one, well, we, I'll do a two for. I think right? Marvel are keeping it pretty low key. Yeah, this fucking guy. Yeah, I, I love know, it. I, just... I love it. There's a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> But um, I do this two barrel. So next up, we're going to look at Loki <laughs> and Black Widow, the return of two characters that we know so well from the movies. Like three Loki, weeks in between them, like you know, they're, they're coming at us fast and hard with this. Yeah, one, be, so. mainly due to rescheduling because shows that didn't come out. Actually, Loki will be probably year. half over, you know, week by week episodes. By the time Black, by Widow, Black Widow, just kind of like slot right there in the middle. It's, so it is going to be an interesting uh, month. Yeah, because Black Widow is unfortunate because that movie's been delayed twice due to the uh, fucking pandemic. Thankfully, it's kind of, it's such a standalone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's That's the best it's... thing about a prequel. You can put wherever you want. Yeah, because like we know what her ultimate fate is. And yeah, it's just a story. We're just giving, we're just giving a character a day out. So Giving her kudos. Yeah, giving her the kudos she deserves. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Like this, in my opinion, is before we go into Loki, I want to talk about Black Widow. We already touched on, but this, in my opinion, is the worst thing Marvel have done. Not making this movie, but not making this movie ages ago. This is, should be the culmination of the Black Widow trilogy. When you have Scarlett Johansson, do you know what you do? You fucking use Scarlett Johansson. She's not going to be around forever, people, all right? She's not going to be able to do action movies forever. Now is the time. She's in her prime. She's in her peak. Not only as a physical peak, 
but as an actor, she's a fucking world class actress. Like, so why not use her before now? Like I'll leave you to answer that question, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is the thing I was saying. Like uh, we talked about, well, you know, uh, Winter Soldier being a like hundred six year old Nazi mind controlled time traveling almost like cryogenic time traveling <laughs> assassin, and you know, like they're just like I'm going to that movie. Like Black Widow is is a, like an extremely highly trained agent whose womb was sterilized at a young age because her, you know, she used to take life and not give it. Um, yeah. who's you know an absolutely tortured and scorched past who's gotten all these covert mission and taken down world leaders and stuff before like finally breaking free of her programming and you know taking down those you know the fight speaking truth to power and taking down the people that used her all those years and i'm like yeah okay i'll watch that yeah. like, i'll, watch, I'll that. watch all three of those movies yeah that's yeah, three movies that. that's, a rich, like, that's a rich character and it's like you know what i mean you just told three three movies worth of story in like yeah. 30 seconds you know what i mean the coolest like, thing about batman is the fact that he's we uh, he used his parents dying <laughs> as kind of it's it's what catapulted him into being batman yeah it's like it's that's it it's almost like the greatest heroes come from tragedy and yeah. and she has she's buckets of it and yeah. never like they allude to it. She has conversations with Hawkeye every now and again. And she Would does. you say her book is gushing with red? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, I'm not being perverted. That was in Avengers. Okay, I'll just put that out there. Yeah, yeah. all these fuckers are going to jump down my neck. <laughs> <laughs> my neck is for me. Yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> That is such an odd thing if you just heard somebody say that standalone. My neck is for yeah, me. Yeah, that's how I was... <laughs> There's a t-shirt right there. I'm making t-shirts all day today. <laughs> all day. All day, people. <laughs> he just lives in a house for the t-shirts. Um, um, but well, yeah, I no, I, 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 I'm hoping they touching her backstory. She's going to be a grown-ass woman in it, though, so I think it is just going to like finally give her her routing as an action hero, which I think is, yeah. is great as well. But I'm just saying, yeah, I, I would have watched it. Who's to say, like, you could get a 17, 18-year-old girl, uh, you know, and throw her in a, a school or whatever uh, of, of assassins or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, that that film could be in stage five. Who knows? But um, but uh, it's damn overdue. Damn overdue. Yeah, as far as I can tell from what I've heard um, on the interwebs uh, is the Black Widow is going to be set in the time period of do you remember in marvel civil war where they all went at the on the run and, and on their separate ways between marvel civil, or captain america civil war sorry was she team and, iron man no she was team captain america team Cap, yeah, yeah. what did she fight uh, in the airport scene uh she fought ant-man i think did she or did she fight hawkeye yes, and it was kind of a friendly <laughs> oh no yeah sorry yeah she fought hawkeye and they were just like play fighting pretty much yeah 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 just yeah. testing sort of skills they're yeah, actually quite close. The only reason they were there, in a sense, was to keep each other safe in a lot of ways, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's... You know what I mean? Like that's the only reason he signed on was to keep her safe. Like, um, but like, um, I was just gonna shit. What was I gonna say to you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So after my Captain America: Civil War, and in between the period of time that ending and the period of time of Avengers: Infinity War, where Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow shows back up. Think this movie Black Widow is going to be set in that time period mm. when she was on the run and what she was doing on the run in between Civil War and Infinity War because I think they looked at two possible windows. One was to go back to Budapest 
um, Budapest, but um, go back there in this uh, thing that the current Hawkeye, Hawkeye keep alluding to in Avengers Assemble. Um, and then their other option was to either use the time gap between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. And they decided that they're going to fill in some of her backstory and she's going to return to Russia. David Harbour is going to play dude. He's like the Russian version of Captain America. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he's going to play him. And I hear Florence Pugh is either playing her sister or some shit along the lines. And I believe the way they're going to figure it out is Scarlett Johansson, because she's dead already, spoiler alert. Natasha. You may as well yeah. start referring to her as Natasha. Yeah, so Natasha Romanoff is already dead. And she, like, you know, I think will pass on the mantle to Florence Pugh. And Florence Pugh will be our new Black Widow going forward, I think. Yeah. Anybody that's not Florence Pugh, she's in that. I don't know, that wrestling movie. <laughs> no, well, she's in another movie. That man, in... it's yeah. <laughs> going, oh, thank God he cleared that up. I can't remember. All in the Family or some bullshit. It's about that page girl, the British wrestler from Norwich or somewhere. I don't fucking know. But, um, so, we've kind of touched on Black Widow. We both believe that, and I think, you know, we're not going to have many arguments, that it's long overdue. I've all like if we get an Ant Man trilogy, we should be getting a Black Widow trilogy. We should be talking about the culmination of Black Widow story here. Um, or you could have even given us two movies and the culmination of her story could have been in Endgame. That could have been like her pseudo end of her trilogy, you know. But um, I think it's long overdue. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be absolutely ridiculously entertaining. The trailers look fucking savage. Um, David Harbour's a really good actor. He, he plays. Jim Harper, of, Hopper, yeah, sorry, Jim Hopper in Stranger Things. Stranger Things fame. Yeah. And um, uh, Florence Pugh is a great actress. Uh, I know she's in some other movie. I can't fucking picture her, but it's like a period piece or something. But um, she's a really good actress. I think she'll be an uh, interesting and clever choice to take up the Black Widow mantle. She's a good actress. She's well-rounded. She's young. And um, she's obviously... It all depends if she can do action as well as Scarlett Johansson, or I should say... If her stunt double can do action as well as Scarlett Johansson's stunt double. But um, we'll see. I think it's an interesting move from Marvel. As I said, it's long overdue. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I'd, hopefully, because of its prequel style, maybe we'll get a couple more Black Widow prequels. Um, but I'd say this could be the last outing for Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. And I think Florence Pugh I think she'll the future yeah. of the mental. I think she's, she's in her late 30s now. And I think she's going to pursue maybe meteor roles as an actress, you know? Well, she's done plenty of meet you, meet you, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a storied career that she's had, but yeah, she's, she's like lost in translation. Her, you know what I mean? She's not even on the screen in her, and she owns that movie, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, uh, yeah, she is, she is a good actress. Uh, <laughs> did you see where they met her husband, uh, Colin Yost, do a joke? Did on um, Saturday Night Live, you know, he's the guy does weekend update. And him and the other guy had to tell each other jokes, and he had to tell a joke about they wrote jokes for each other. And he said that Scarlett Johansson is going to play Sammy Davis Jr. in an upcoming film about the Rat Pack. Yeah, oh, that's is that the uh, like alluding to the controversy she had from playing a trans character. Trans character and uh, in uh, Ghost in the Shell, she would have played technically an Asian character. Yeah, even though you know it's an android, so people go over. Yeah, um, but you know what I mean. Androids can be anything. Like, have you ever seen Elite Battle Angel? Come on, people. Yeah, it's science fiction. Sometimes let's get over it. Yeah. And I, I don't approve of whitewashing, but if it's an android, the divergence in the story is not that great. It's still a fucking robot. Um, at the end of the day, even though I myself would have picked an Asian character, I'm all for 
picking characters of the correct ne- ne- uh, necessities. Is that the right ethnicities. word? Et- no, ethnicities. Yeah. Fuck yeah, me. Yeah. But ethnicities, I'm all for picking the right characters. Like, I was really annoyed by Chernobyl when everybody had a British accent in it. I'm like, are these motherfuckers not supposed to be in Belarus or somewhere? Why do y'all got, why is this guy got a Cockney accent? Just takes me over. That, that's my only problem with that. I think Craig Mazine created that show. He's going to be doing the Last of Us TV series, which I definitely want to get your thoughts on when that comes out. Um, back on topic. Because, all right, cool. So we go back to Marvel. So, Noel, right, we've already spoken about Black Widow. I went on a little rant there for no apparent reason. That's no, okay. So That's what back. is. So, next up, chronologically, we already touched on Black Widow because we wanted to go kind of delve into that. But Loki, the return of Loki, the last time we seen Loki was he was running away with the Mind Stone, the Tesseract, in Avengers Endgame when they went back into the yeah, past. Yeah, it's so after Loki. the events of New York, basically. So, from Loki's perspective, it's New York. First, yeah. first interaction with the Avengers, defeat. And now what's happening where he's, I don't really, I've watched the trailer a few times and I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm looking at. Yeah. I think that's the thing about it is it's going to be a mind bender. Yeah. They're go, you know what I mean? They're just going to be jumping from timeline to timeline, like quantum leap-esque nearly, you know, where he'd constantly jump into the lives of people and he'll slightly alter them or whatever the fuck. And I think there's a thing they're playing with like DB Cooper, the guy that seemingly, you know, the famous story, DB Cooper, he robbed a bank or robbed some money. He jumped out of a plane never to be seen from again like you know what i mean like so he jumped out of playing with a bag of money or a suitcase full of money and nobody's ever heard from him again and they're playing with that from the trailer it looks like because Loki jumps out of the, tra- the train or sorry a plane and he calls hemdal and we see the bifrost come in and brings him back and the thing about this Loki is going to be interesting like the way we see, the way we see with thanos and endgame he's going to have no memory of certain events because it didn't happen um, he's like it's, it, yeah exactly for him to yeah, do it's, it's gone from 2012 or something to wherever this is supposed to be based so yeah so he's not yeah it is it's going to be it's going to be a bit mind fucking they're going to have a little bit of a hard time i guess slotting in certain narratives because obviously we've seen loki live through them and they probably have to be explained to him i don't really know maybe they haven't happened time travel is messy man time travel is messy yeah i think what they will do with loki is he will exist outside of the timeline so he doesn't affect it in any way i say a lot of it will be set back in the past a lot of it would be set in a dimension, some time dimension that is controlled by some fucking corporation of time lords or some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it'll be, it'll be the kind of thing you see in Legend of Tomorrow. You know where you'll have this like the time police or some bullshit. Yeah, there's like, a few of those. Where, like uh, what's what's that? The Umbrella Academy. I'm sorry, in our Sheehan from our own very own little town here. Um, the, Robert, Robert Sheehan. Sheehan. Yeah, from only up the road from me. Um, uh, but they had like yeah, essentially a a time police type institute that like you know assassinates whoever needs to be assassinated and saves whoever needs to be saved to keep the time. Yeah. Right. So it's another it's 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 touched upon. There's I'd say if you want to do a deep dive, I'd say you find no less than twenty organizations. I'm sure I don't watch Doctor Who, but I'm going to tell you there's one in Doctor Who. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <there is. laughs> yeah. I just can never Doctor Who just never interested me. Yeah, I never tried to be in. We're going to as time goes on, who knows what we'll do deep dives on. Anyway, yeah, Loki, Loki it looks like they're going to try and actually have fun with him as a Obviously, they're, 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 they're going to make him from like a mass murderer into quite a sympathetic anti hero type with like breakneck speed. But with Loki, for some yeah. reason, it just works. He's just such a charming yeah. character that and the deaths are so like off screen and kind of forgettable because it doesn't delve into the actual horror of it really. I think you're going to be able yeah. to forgive him and enjoy him. 
Yeah, I, I think it'll be a very different Loki than the one we kind of came to know over six or seven years. Because as we said, these events never happened to this version of Loki. He's gone from 2011 to 2012, around that time, the end, uh, end of Avengers Assemble. Um, so the character arc that he took where he became this kind of anti-hero that we understood, that's gone away. So, but I'm sure they're going to just lean on the whole thing. Like, he's a bad guy, but he's charismatic. <laughs> Kind of forget about the fact that he murdered 80 people, yeah. you know? <laughs> he's a maniac who took him to strike, killed half the people in New York. And he's and he's a titan who killed half the people in the universe and they're record scratch. Sharing an apartment. <laughs> it's like with Zemo. They're like, he murdered T'Chaka, but he's kind of goofy and kooky. Yeah. Forgive him. He's you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe he's Nazi bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that would be, that would be yeah. the name of your show. And not see <laughs> the Baron Zeal, sorry. Um, yeah. But um, so like, uh, like after, like, so what Marvel have done? Like they've opened up Phase Four post Avengers. They're like, okay, we're going to give them characters that they recognize. We got Wanda, we got Vision, Falcon Winter Soldier, yeah. Loki, Black Widow, all people that were mainstays in the previous. But also phase. kind of second, like they're easier characters, I'm sure. Like intellectual property wise they don't cost as much and they're they're ripe for the picking you know that you can just bring them to the forefront now because you have so much goodwill in the bank yeah it's all about promoting from within as well like oh like i sat apart from black widow but like it's like marvel will if they use you one way and if they figure out another way to use you they're not afraid to make a side character a main character and like it's like on a tv series we've seen that where characters start off like wesley and buffy just gonna say he went on to Angel Joss Whedon, use him in a completely different way. Alexi Denisov, who actually appeared in Avengers Assemble, that kind of creepy guy that kept talking to Loki for Thanos. I can't remember his name. But um, so I think they were clever. They opened up the new phase post Avengers um, Endgame with characters we recognized. And um, but now come summer of this year, they're going to try something a little different. The same kind of show that was based. It's the same. The, the show itself got its name from the comic book series. That actually we named our segment from in our dark side of the moon superhero recaps and that's what if the series of comic books where these different kind of permutations different versions of the marvel universe take place like where uh hayley atwell's agent carter becomes Ca uh, captain britain or whatever the fuck instead of captain america uh, steve rogers becoming captain america t'challa becoming star lord instead of uh peter quill Stuff like that. So, Noel, are you looking forward to what if? Because I kind of dig all these kind of alternate realities. Sort of yeah, stuff. of course, I, I I do, and especially when everything was so canon. Everything like what happened in in Captain America three bled into you know Avengers three, and what happens in you know obviously there's a lot of carry on who dies who lives and time travel and and it's breakneck speeds that you have to keep up with, and it's sometimes a little bit confusing. And then something like what if is just a complete complete break from that. It's just it's yeah, just like, fun yeah. with an idea. Give you a chance, give yourself a chance to catch it. I used to read them all of the time. Um, I, I used to have a big comic book collection. Tragic story, people. I'll tell it very quick. My mother once asked me, "Have you read all these comics?" I said yes, and then she gave them all away because I. That's not how it works. That's not how mother. it works. It's just that's not how, that's not how it works. works. My, my, yeah, it's like if you have a collection of albums, would you say, "Hey, Noel, did you listen to all these you. albums and just give them that's away?" A, I it's never the exact know why. That's same the thing. Way to put it. It's exactly right. She just said, "Have you read all these?" And I went, "Yeah." Next thing, I came back and she she had taken like five, you know, plastic shopping bags of comics, and I, I'm only like twelve or something. Like I, I, I was proud to have that, and uh, she got rid of them. But I used to read a lot of ways. What would be like? What if Thor was Galactus's um, emissary? 
you know, instead of silver, instead sword, of silver, yeah, silver. I just something mm. like that. And honestly, you know, I'd say I, I used to think to myself, how much fun would this be when you're writing canon for Marvel, and obviously you're going to try and tie in what's happening in the X Men to what's happening here with Thor and what's happening with Hulk and blah blah blah. And then you kind of go like, would it be cool if I don't know? Insert concept if uh, Bruce Banner yeah. um oh, like took over um Stark Enterprises because he's a genius as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just anything like that. You could just throw around ideas and then just or for like what Reed Richards was Iron Man. Yeah, what Reed Richards was Iron Man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could just take take a character and and then just take another character's situation basically, and just and just yeah. fold them over. Like, and uh, you could have so much fun with it. And I think the writers, I think they do good work. So I'm, I'm hoping that they get to take a step back and have some fun with the storylines because they are completely inconsequential to the overall canon. And I think Marvel yeah. has earned that. I think with anybody yeah, else, I would call it filler. I would say you're just cashing in, which don't get me wrong, it's still a money game, but they've earned it. They've 100% yeah. earned it. Yeah. Nobody can uh, make the cash register go chiching like Marvel. Oh, God, well, Disney now, you know what I mean? I'm so, Mickey yeah. Mouse is going to be on the money now before. Yeah, Mr. Meow. Like I, you know, I was hoping for Harriet Tubman, but I, I'm thinking Mickey Mouse is probably more likely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'd be like uh, the Beverly Hills Cop Tree. Yeah. With the Wonder with Books. The Wonder Books, yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah so like i i am looking forward to what if and I, I i am looking forward to the fact that it's an animation as well because and it also will be the last time we will ever hear chadwick boseman uh fill the role of t'challa that just makes, um, just, it was, that just makes me sad man i'm not gonna say about that except that, that just yeah, makes but, me really sad yeah but at least we get to hear him one more time and it's going to be interesting to see how t'challa plays star lord and what way he, you know, takes over that role and what way he assembles his own Guardians of the Galaxy or at least they being yeah. a Ravager. Um, so it's going to be cool how that storyline plays out. But um, it's going to be, but it's really cool. We get this little bonus of hearing Chadwick Boseman, uh, rest in peace, um, played T'Challa again, even though it's an animated version and stuff like that. It's but him though, you know, that's it's him. It's yeah, him. exactly. It's his voice. So that that's cool at least. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, when I seen the trailer, I like the style of animation they've gone with. And um, I like the thing about what if as well is that you could do as many seasons of you want with this and you can bring back people that retired from the movies and have them voice characters and have them in a totally different role. And it's kind of like that nostalgia buzz. You can keep getting it back and like, or it's like an event. You could have what if Tony, like no, Robert Downey Jr. could play Tony Stark in a what if five or six years from now when he's completely aged out of the role. But like, you know, I know he's dead, but like in the, in the canon in MCU, but I mean, you can keep having him come back. No oh, yeah, but you can have him really. come back in an Alexa role. There's been comics about, I remember reading a comic and the, the big reveal halfway through was that Iron Man wasn't in the suit and that it was the backup Tony Stark IQ in the suit and it had like 60% of Iron Man's intelligence and, you know, it was enough to function on. Like, And um, obviously it'd be enough for, you know, the 60% of infinity is pretty much the infinity IQ. But... um. Yeah, but like he could come back in an Alexa role because he 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 was the tech guy. He could literally, you know, he could be the voice. He could be he could have left messages. Like yeah, he could have left messages for like Peter Parker. Yeah. So, so yeah, absolutely, you're right. Of course he could. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, and um, so like, what what do you think there would be more? What do you think there'd be more what ifs, or do you think it's dependent on the reaction to it? Um, I think the reaction is going to be good. It's like they look like they're going to be fun and people obviously there's not because there's no consequences there's no consequences people aren't going to be like they're after ruining Thor or this is the worst yeah. Spider-Man you know they're, they're after killing the franchise it's going to be none of that so unless it's absolutely yeah. boring it's it's yeah. going to work I, I just it's like it's a no-lose situation for exactly. them really exactly you know 
So I don't see it. I don't see it not working. I've been wrong about things before. I could be wrong about this, but that, I don't see it personally. Um, so like after we got, got through with Marvel uh, trying out their, you know, kind of flexing their imagination muscles with what if and the different kind of permutations and different storylines and alternate universes and realities that will play out within the animated series, we get to see Marvel taking their first turn at Kung Fu and that's in the Shang-Chi Master of the Ten Rings. And like this is out later on next year. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think a lot of Marvel fans are really looking forward for Marvel to do their redo. And that's bring us the Mandarin instead of this Ben King's debut. You have been, been in uh, our yeah, you've talked to me about that in private um, a few times. And uh, though it pissed me off to no end. But I do think that yeah. if I was to get into a pissing contest with you about this, that pissed you off more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That took me completely out of the movie for 10 minutes when I went to cinema to see it. I was like literally looking around and I was like, why isn't anybody reacting with the same anger Absolutely. I am? Like the trailers made it look like he was going to be this menacing fucking cerebral game playing genius. Mm. And then to, to, to boil it down to this fucking bullshit, like Shane Black, fair play, you made some good movies, but just stop making movies because yeah. you make shit. Now, Iron Man 3, you ruined a really solid franchise and fucking The Predator. Mm. Seriously, dude, do we need to have the Predator be in the suburbs? I love that. Like, I like, mean, really? it shouldn't have worked, but do you remember the scene in the Predator where he, he sticks the thumbs up hand into the front of the van because he's after butchering everyone in the back? And it's like a severed yeah. hand with a thumbs up and he just puts it in as if the Predator would know what that means. Uh, but yeah, no, it was bad. And Mandarin was unforgivable. Um, you know, the whole thing is that he's a tech guy as well. He's alien tech and each ring kind of represents a different, let's say, a component of tech. It's like a shield or a, or an energy blast teleportation. Just just pick pick your poison. And yeah. I thought I was like, oh my god, perfect foil for Iron Man. And, and Supernatural exactly. versus super technology. Absolutely, he, he could fight him like Doomsday could fight Superman, like brutally on yeah. his level. Um, mm. And uh, the pinnacle of both their worlds in the in one exactly. way or another. Exactly, you know? and their you know their objectives are completely different. And it was this inter international, very very scary terrorist who wanted nothing more than to take down whatever perceived kind of, you know, maybe Western society. I can't even remember because I tuned it out. I was so disappointed. Um, it turned out to be about extremists, basically. But it it um, it was a huge... Yeah, what success. did you mean? Not to veer too far, far off, because we will definitely go back over the... We have plans, let's just say. But um, what did you make of the way they... Was it Warren Ellis that wrote the extremist comic books for Marvel? So. Uh, what did you make of the way they fucking destroyed well, that it's, story? It's my favorite Iron Man storyline. Like, why? I don't. I don't even know what could compete with it. To be honest with you. Yeah, it, I think it was actually my first Iron Man graphic novel yeah, to read because, like, John, John yeah, O'Reilly, a friend. friend John, I think he had he a copy. Me, and yeah, he, he gave his own. it to me as well, and uh, I read it. I think I read it twice. Like, I think I sat down and read it. Twice. So good, so, it so good, because it was dark for a for a spy for a Spider Man. I was about to say Iron Man storyline. And they managed to make a mess. They managed to make a mess of everything. Like a film with like 80 Iron Man suits. I don't know how it was. It could possibly suck, but it, like you almost have to respect the hustle. Yeah, I, Sh I think Shang-Chi like, Shang does have a chance to at least right or wrong. You have to respect that. Yeah. All I wanted to say about Iron Man 3 was had more suits than any other Iron Man, but less Iron Man than any other Iron Man. Yeah, that's true. It was the fucking Tony Stark movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was my main problem with that. Getting the suit, Robert Downey Jr. earned them millions, you motherfucker. <laughs> but um, so like, yeah. So back to Shang Chi. Like, I seen the trailer recently. This film looks really cool. Like fucking kung fu master. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see a shit ton of choreography. I want to see rope work. I want to see everything that harkens back to the old kung fu movies I loved back in the day. 
but like i don't really know a lot about shang chi so is his mar is his martial arts his superpower like, yeah you know like, like, i don't know an awful lot about shang chi but his deal is in hand-to-hand -hand combat shang chi is iron man he is to what iron man is to tech what hulk is to strength just if you take him on Wolverine. Oh, so it's just a really good, is he just a really good fighter? Yeah, but I, I, I think that, that, like, you know, kind of trained in the mystic arts of this or that. But I don't think he necessarily has any superpower, but he's trained to it. You know, imagine, just essentially, just imagine the kind of Bruce Lee ethos, uh, but, but taken to a Marvel level where yeah. he could like, walk in and take down the lizard because he knows all yeah. the pressure points on the body. And yeah, he's, and he's obviously, he's a complete, complete piece with himself. So he's kind of almost got, um, kind of, Captain America-esque kind of stamina and... Does he have super strength, superpowers at all to do with it's all got, Yeah, well, it's all got to do with Chi, so essentially he does. I, like, I mean, I think I think essentially he is going to be able to do stuff that no no human being could do. But at the Captain America scale, I'm thinking, and it's just because he's such a refined martial artist. You know, but it's yeah. the same. I think it's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be like a more kick-ass Daredevil. Like, I think he's going to be an absolute... Yeah. Or more kick-ass Iron Fist. Maybe, maybe. a more kick-ass Iron Fist. Which would be easy, to be honest with you. You would have played that fucking role with more vigor than Finn, whatever his fucking name yeah, was. Guy, I couldn't watch the second season. I couldn't, just couldn't bring myself to. It was like fucking hell. Like, was anybody else so happy when that sept got blown up in Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah I said it. Yeah, I said it, Loris. Come at me, Loris. Come at me. Lord of Flowers, motherfucker. Come at me, motherfucker. Very angry about Game of Thrones. I'm very angry about how they ended Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, next we're talking about what's coming up in Marvel. How angry yeah. are you about the last season of Game of Thrones? All right, so no, all right, we touched on Shang. Uh, sorry, we didn't really. Shang Chi. What, what, what are you looking forward to in Shang Chi? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, like so. Well, I like I don't, I don't know a lot about the character. I'm going to go straight out. He's not. He's not an A tier character. Yeah. This is definitely. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you, like, Marvel have such a strong, deep pool that, like, if you haven't been reading Marvel, like, a fucking beast like you have for most of your adult life, or if you haven't grown up with the stories like a 50 or 60 year old, that a lot of the stuff that's aged out of the current canon gets lost to people like me. And I'm like, I'm above a casual, like, I have a very deep knowledge of Marvel stuff. But like Guardians of the Galaxy, Shang-Chi, stuff like that, that hasn't like aged out popularity over time. Yeah. That's stuff that I wouldn't have a great knowledge of, and I'll admit that because you know I read what I grew up with, and like what I grew up with was different than those stuff. But um, I seen the trailer, looks fucking awesome. I love the story of the actor that's playing Shang Chi. He put up a post a couple of years ago on Twitter saying that Marvel should have more Asian superheroes, and look at him now, motherfucker. A couple of years yeah. later, he's playing Shang Chi. Like I love that shit, and I um, I think his name is, is it Ryan something. I can't fucking what's his name. But um, are you are you scoping it out or will I scope it out? You here? can scope it out there. Um, sorry, yeah, Shang Chi. Um, come on, what's his name? Give it to me, Osquilga. Johnny Moore in reference. Anybody went to CBS? <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, I was way off. I apologize. His name is Simu Lu. Um, in the role of uh, Shang-Chi, but he has a really cool story. He put up a post a few years ago, like I said. Aquafina is going to be in the two. Hilarious comedian. Michelle Yeoh is back. Anybody listen to our episode on Sunshine? Because we love Michelle Yeoh. We do. And Florian Muntianu is in it. I'm pretty sure he is a boxer from Romania. Or maybe like a kickboxer or some bullshit. His name sounds familiar. But like, yeah, I think this movie is going to be full of action. Hopefully it's not too light on story. Um, 
Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what to do with the Mandarin. I'm really digging the fact that they actually have an Asian character playing the role. Oh, there would have been more. As you right, know. So, like in this day and age, yeah. like, they're, they're, I'm right so there's pushback on it. But something like Shang-Chi, yeah. they're, so, they're so underrepresented. You know yeah. what they are? Like, I know like, basically anyone like, knows. E it. Like you easily could have had Iron Fist, Daniel Rand being Asian well, character course, for the absolutely. Netflix show. Like, I think easy, like, it he was a white guy in the comics, but I think at that side, like he should, probably shouldn't have been. You know, yeah, um, exactly. His story makes so much more sense if he's an Asian American. Yeah, but then again, like it's, it's so much got, more yeah, sense. People got mad about Superman, and like he's just, I don't know why he looks human. Like the guy from Mars is green, and you know, yeah, like, um, but um, yeah, yeah, or like it's kind of like the equivalent of like when people were complaining about you know, Jason Momoa shouldn't be Aquaman because Aquaman was white and blonde hair. Like, well, Polynesians worship the sea, they worship sea gods and stuff like that, so. Would it not make more sense if he looked Polynesian? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, like I, I just think when like I don't I love when they stick to the source material, but I think if there's a perfect and reasonable excuse to diverge in a way that you can modernize the story, do that. And I think Iron Fist was a perfect example that, you know, you could have an Asian American play Daniel Rand instead of Finn, whatever the fuck his name was. Loris. Loris, come at me, Loris. I said it. <laughs> but um so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's gonna be Full of action. I think the fight scenes are going to be awesome. The trailer looked really cool. Really happy they got an Asian character, an Asian actor to play Mandarin. Really happy they're actually redoing the Mandarin because I thought the lack of respect for such a pivotal character in Iron Man's story was shameful. Like, fucking Shane Black. Seriously, dude. What's your problem? Like, yeah, originality is good, but like, only if it's good originality. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so um, I just think it's a, a do over for Marvel got the opportunity um i think we'll see the mandarin pass this movie i think shang chi will do huge huge numbers especially in the far east um like china and places yeah. like that's going to do huge numbers. numbers it's, rep it's like, going to be the first it's representation that's all it is it's all anybody it's all like, anyone it's it's going to i think it'll do the same for the asian community uh large in global scale in the way it did for the african-american and black community for black panther They'll have that same effect. They'll finally be able to look up on the screen, see someone that they can recognize within themselves playing this superhero heroic role. And it's going to really resonate with a new audience. And I'm all fucking for that. And that's what my whole thing is about. Anthony Mackie's a great choice for Captain America because it, now that character, in a sense, is the same character, same mantle, but going to resonate in a completely different way. And I think Shang-Chi will resonate with a wider audience in the same way Black Panther will. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. And... I just think it'll be a huge hit for Marvel. It'll be the first of a trilogy, and we'll definitely see the Mandarin again. That's where I stand on. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think that they listen to the fans. I think that just before we won, they get a shout for that too. Fans were outraged. They found a way to work it back in. It's a couple of years later, but somebody somewhere said, we're probably going to have to do Mandarin again. That was a real fuck up. Yeah, exactly. It's like Justice League, Justice League level of fuck up, in my opinion. Not a whole movie, but it ruined a whole movie. Yeah. Um, but so right, we we've given you our thoughts on Chang Team, but was obviously looking forward to it. Uh, you know what? I, I think it's so great. Like we talked about representation and all, it's going to be held to the same standards. It's either going to be good or not. You know yeah, what I mean? That's I it. Think the, it will the, be. There's no, there's no, there's no getting past the smell test. I, it does I, look I think Mar. I think Marvel have a real fervor to go into this the kung fu space, and it's another subgenre they can incorporate into the storytelling. Which it's you know it's an argument I meant for why Marvel will have increased longevity more than other genres because of the incorporation of subgenres. But so Noel, 
this is another redo in a sense for Marvel coming up because of the failure of Immortals, which was originally Inhumans, stated long ago it? by Kevin Feige. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, because of the failure of Inhumans. Spectacular failure of Inhumans. I, I, like, I think we need some, like, we, uh, we both like to write a bit. Well, give me some words here. I, I'm going with spectacular. It just it hits all the notes for me. Spectacular yeah. failure. It was pre-Marvel MCU failure. That's how big of a failure it was. It was like Marvel didn't even have a hand in it. It was just uh, an abomination in comparison to the other content yeah. they've created. It was just such a letdown. It was so watered down. And everything was just a miss, and it was just a really disappointing show overall. And I, I never, I never checked it out. I watched every episode. I have a tendency to sometimes let these shows go off, come out for a couple of weeks, and maybe sit down and watch two or three in a night. You know, and just yeah. really enjoy because we live in a binge age. Uh, so unless I'm absolutely chomping at the bit to get at something like I have been with Invincible, uh, I, I like to let it go. And then I, the the I don't I'm not even really a review guy, but when something is so abysmal, it finds its way to you. It just does. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, unfortunately for me, I am a glutton for punishment. And even though I heard in humans was atrocious, I still went and watched every single episode because I am a junkie for this stuff and I can't help myself. But it was terrible. But the reason I mention it is because this, in a sense, is another redo for Marvel, and that is Eternals. It's very inhuman-esque, but it'll focus on, I think, the Greeks mythology. Um, they're an, an, an immortal alien this, race, but... and they're met by these beings called the Celestials, and there's the bad guys, and they're called the Deviants. And so essentially, they're like, it's kind of, I mean, they're not vampires, but I'm just using that as in like, oh my God, they've been living amongst us all this time, you know? Um, and yeah. we've gone about our lives like sheep, not realizing that such, such you know, powerful beings, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's very much in that kind of vein. Yeah, and it'll be directed by the newly minted Oscar winner, is it Chloe Zhao? Is that her name? The girl, uh, the woman that directed Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand. So it should be interesting to see what way she tells the story. And it's another interesting pick by Marvel to do this a lot with their directors. They're kind of like people you wouldn't expect. But this role, this fucking cast is star studded like a motherfucker. You got Angelina Jolie, Kamal and Johnny with his freshly fucking svelted six pack that he's fucking sporting for this movie. Richard Madden's in it. Fucking John Snow, Kit Harrington's in it. Like, you know what I mean? They've got like, uh, is it the guy from fucking Atlanta is in it? Uh, Tyree. Gibson. No, it's not Tyree Gibson. Um, I'll check it here. Kit Harrington, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Cherry. Kamali Nanjani Madong Sook, Millie Bobby Brown. I, I'm feeling Millie Bobby Brown's in it. So. Eleven. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like she's bit, she's becoming a little bit overexposed for me. It's like it was like got to the point where I actually went, you know what? I really like you, Samuel L. Jackson. But if I didn't yeah. turn on like a single this. film and you weren't in it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'm the same with Keanu Reeves a little bit. It's like let somebody else take some. Yeah, of exactly. Roles. You know, I'm just like I get it. You're, have, you're, you're um, certainly that... having a moment and it's really good for you and you're a good actor and everything, but thank God. What's that guy's name? Oh, oh um, I, uh, which character though? He's uh, uh African-American guy. He's out of Atlanta. The, Don the Donald Glover. Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. I knew his name was Tyree Sam. But like, yeah, so that cast is fucking star-studded. Yeah. What did you make of that? Like, I don't know fuck all about Eternals. It's like a lot of... Yeah, there wasn't uh, in my top. There wasn't in my top. 20 i'm not even sure because i read yeah, I actually talk to... and, you know things and um kind of veer away from just kind of standalone <laughs> kind of uh, comics and stuff like that so yeah so um you know they haven't been particularly high on my radar so i come into this with an open mind i suppose the way to say it do you do you think this is 
a lack of a better comparison, like Guardians of Galaxy territory. Yeah, oh yeah. You just go in and see what they have That's for exactly you. That's exactly what it is. This is something that could actually work in film, maybe better than it works in comics. You know what I mean? This, 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 this is the spectacular. This is the big, big. It's going to be very um, like a large concept, like a Greek god film, like you said, because um, they all have. Everyone is super powerful. Like at their baseline powers are all telepathy and longevity and you know durability and. Like the craziness about this, I'm looking at the phase four slate. We're not even out 2021 yet. And we've already spoken about one division, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow, What If, Shang-Chi. Now we're on the Eternals. And there's still many more to come out this year. Like, I just think like, uh, hopefully Marvel themselves don't become a little too overexposed because they're burning through a lot of content now and that you were really pacing it carefully before. That. It doesn't, I, you don't it, want... they, 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 they've done it. They've, they're they're here and they and they have arrived and we're in phase four yeah and and now there's just so many loopholes they can take and if a character because like you'd have something like this let's just say and you have icarus and gilgamesh and these tina and cersei and these characters that they kind of based on or considered to be gods and, and i hear cersei's the leader i've seen that report she's going to be the okay, leader yeah. in the movie and uh but you're going to have one character that just a breakout character that nobody was expecting and then you're just going to get like a whole franchise launched off their back because I was never. I remember like thinking, God, are they ever going to make a Captain America film? Because I'm old enough to remember. Yeah, now, it's mad. Now I cannot believe that they, were, they released a, a, a series based around Vision. You know, yeah, Vision. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like when you even hear Visions coming, like when I heard Visions coming, Age of Ultron, I'm like, no fucking way. And then when you hear Paul Bettany's playing, you're like. Oh my God! It might actually be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so this, this just tells you, you you're thinking, oh, they've, they've got through some of their big players. You're absolutely right, they have. But but yeah. people are excited for Captain America, and Captain America's dead, and the mantle has been passed. But we're excited for. It. And if you have a breakout character here, it'll be like, oh, I want Kingo to to get his own film. I want Black Knight yeah. to get his own film. Ooh, like John Snow. Yeah, John Snow. Actually, there's two Starks. Is Richard yeah. Madden? Was he a Stark? Yeah, Richard Madden yeah. as well. Yeah, he was cast first. He was in Red Wedding of Red Wedding fame. Um, yeah, but, uh, Rob Stark. But he, yeah, but he, um, yeah, but anyway, just never. Just there's going to be breakout stars that even Marvel don't know about coming. And then you have characters like Groot and stuff, and and Rocket Raccoon. Who, you know, yeah, who would have known the the reaction to Rocket Raccoon and Groot? Like Groot is fucking loved globally. Like globally, like a talking tree and a talking recruit. I, I love just the, the scene where in, in Guardians of the Galaxy where he kills like eight guys in a row, like literally spears yeah, them, yeah. and then turns around to Star Lord and just smiles. I like just yeah. yeah, like just looking for approval. I think, yeah, I think he spears them and then breaks them off the walls, you know, like left, right, yeah. left, right, left, and drops them, and then just smiles. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I will buy, I will buy the pop or whatever that company is that makes little square head things. Yeah, I literally have a baby group in here. I think somewhere. you do actually, don't you? So yeah, no, I, I don't. They're, 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 they have a deep bench and there are going to be breakout characters and they are going to build off the back of them. And then eventually they're going to get to a point where they can just go back in time and have, you know, just baby Star-Lord, whatever. It's 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 just ripe for the picking. And after um, Eternals later on this year, um, I, I don't really have any expectations for Eternals. It's like when I, I, I want to see a trailer is the way I'm going to look at it because I don't know enough about the characters and... 
I don't know enough about the source material, so I'm going to come into it with, like I do with most Marvel stuff that they introduce me to that I don't know. I'm just going to come into it with an open mind and just hope that it, the spectacle is going to be ridiculous. And I think it will be. Like, I didn't know a lot about the characters. You filled me in a bit more that they're like from like space and shit like that. So I can imagine that it's going to be very cosmic and how to tell the storytelling in the same way. They're made by a space kind of race and they've been here forever kind of thing. They're made by the Celestials. Yeah. You know, I think are the Celestials oh, those big, huge guardian things. They look like suits of armor. Like but the Watchers yeah, yeah. or something. No, even bigger than that. I think they're like, they look like suits of armor but they're about 200 feet tall. You know, they're ancient. Even the Infinity Gloves, I don't think, can destroy them. Like, they've, they've always been and they always will be. So well, essentially like, gods. Like Ego. Yeah. Like Ego from Gardens of Galaxy 2. He was a Celestial. Yeah, I think Ego was a Celestial, actually. So... Um, so after they introduce us to Shang-Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Inter Eternals, two new properties to me, at least anyway. So um, they're going to come back with a little bit more familiarity, and that's we're going to see Jeremy Renner's return as Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton, and uh, I think Haley Steinfeld is going to play his uh, daughter, Kate Bishop, who was recast, I think, from... Uh, actually, no, sorry, it was Ant-Man's daughter that was recast from Endgame to Quantumania, I think. So, Noel, what do you think of the return of Jeremy Renner in Hulk? Are you looking forward oh, yeah. to this? And do you think it'll be a passing of the torch? I was always a big fan of Dan Bullseye, for example, as a bad guy. Uh, so I, I know it's a simple power setting, but just a really, really incredible accuracy. It's just something that's fun for me to watch. And I love the trick it's arrows. Like the first... I don't know. that This just speaks to the, the more childish side of me. I, I, I just want to have fun with this. I want I I just want trick arrows and big action scenes. This is definitely my my bubblegum fanfare, and anything more than that is just icing on the cake. Do you, do you think we'll see this is the last out and as uh, for Clint Barton as Hawkeye? Do you think this would be another passing of the torch like uh, a la fucking Black Widow, where I assume Scarlett Johansson will be passing the torch to Florence Pugh, and now Haley Steinfeld I think would be the new Hawkeye. Kate Bishop um, will take the role. I think that's her name, Kate Bishop, if I'm not. Mistaken. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, could not tell you. Okay, cast. I've typed it in, and the answer is um, Linda Carter. Okay, this is definitely from an old 70s show. Or <laughs> <laughs> Linda Carter, the, the, the woman used to play exactly Wonder Woman right. back in the day. Like, no, oh, my, <laughs> a film from 1984, I think. So, yeah, so it's not, not that. Yeah, I'll just go on a side note when I was checking up. Gal Gadot. What happened Wonder Woman 84? What's going on there, Patty Jenkins? I don't know. They, they, ladies, ladies, ladies. I am a huge advocate for the first Wonder Woman movie. Wrote an article about it for 25YL. Check it out. Self-promotion. Love that fucking movie. What happened with Wonder Woman 84? Like, seriously. Seriously. And people, what is your obsession with making movies set in 1984? Let's get past this. Second half a decade, you're fucking missing out on people. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Who's she playing? Kate Bishop, yeah. is it? Yeah, so I think this will be another passing of the torch. Jeremy Renner will be last out and as Hawkeye. Haley Steinfeld will take on the role. And Marvel now are dipping into their youth system. And now they're going to start rejuvenating old mantles, but in a new way. Uh, same with Captain America being Anthony Mackie. Like the comics have been doing of late, you know, the bro. The hats, have, to do the hats have been passed a couple of times now. Uh, Vision has a Vision type daughter for some. Um, like, dude, if I'm Hawkeye and I train you my whole life, you're my best buddy or you're my son or something. As soon as I retire, I'm gonna be like, if you're capable of doing this job, I want you yeah. to be Hawkeye. It makes perfect sense. 
like it makes perfect sense if you want that name to carry on you're going to give it to your son yeah, i just love that your your friend daughter, daughter you know the only thing i've ever wanted for you is for you to fight <laughs> wars <laughs> it's like hey hey kiddo how do you feel about mass yeah, murder yeah exactly like and just you're on your deathbed you're just kind of like i, I fought yeah, enough wars that i i felt like i could have fought one more war. like like the schindler's list speech but it's like wars oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, he's like, he's dying. He's just like, he's got his arrow. Yeah. It's like, one more murder. One more murder. I could have had one more murder. I, like, I, uh, when they did, God, what was it called? What was the series called? Arrow. No, sorry, it was, it was X-Men. It was, sorry, they did a whole thing, more. like the Marvel <laughs> Universe, but it was a little bit more gritty, um, kind of like an Earth 2 thing. And it's absolutely escaping me. But it was a scene where Hawkeye, they kill Hawkeye's family and they capture him and, uh, He's tied to a table and he ends up killing everybody in the room with his fingernails. This is the only thing, yeah, Seriously? the only thing that didn't take from him was his fingernails. So he just literally oh, starts imagine. killing everyone in the room with them. It's absolutely supreme. And that's an animated movie? No, no, it's not an animated movie. I, I, actually, there was a few animated movies based around it, but um, is that yeah, it was a comic book. It was excellent. Yeah. But I, I'm hoping they really just have funny, uh, fun with the fact that accuracy is essential. That's it. That's all he can do. Accuracy. And arrows are his weapon of choice. But that's by no means, it doesn't matter. It could be a cleaver, it could be a spoon. It just doesn't matter. Um, so do you, do you feel this will be another case of Marvel rejuvenating an old mantle in a new way where Hayley Steinfeld will be, or do you think Jeremy Renner still has a bit more tread left on his I'm wondering if I'm wondering if that soccer. remains to be seen kind of thing, you know what I mean? Um, depending on where, let's say, the series ends, I, I assume he's not going to be dead at the end of it, um, and depending on how it's received, they, that they can leave the door open, yeah. you know? Well, he will have to go to Valmir. Oh! <laughs> Too soon! <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Can we say that? Ultimate <laughs> That's what it was. It was just Ultimate yeah. Universe. Is it Valmir? Is that the name of the planet? Yeah. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, so after Hawkeye, um, which will I think it'll be kind of like Jason Bourne light. It'll be like a spy movie. Jeremy Renner already um, did Jason Bourne light. Yeah, <laughs> Born Legacy. Like li- literally, uh, I've no problem with the Born movies, but just don't. Don't go past the trilogy. No. When you have perfection, you just let it sit and, and enjoy your work. Don't keep fucking nipping away at it because you want to make more money. Fucking come up with new stuff. There's new books out there, people. Oh, Rick like, and Morty, a joyless cash grab. Yeah, um, but like so after Hawkeye's finished um shooting arrows at people's faces and getting his daughter to, you know, follow in the same mold as him, you know, it's like Keep on shooting these people, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What a sport. And he just like taps her on the chin. Like, but uh, like, I love oh, you I fight wars. You that <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Hawkeye uh, leaves as he's going to be shooting arrows and shit, we're going to see the introduction of Miss Marvel, the first Muslim superhero in the MCU. Hmm. And uh, she, it's literally a kind of one of the first knock on effect from the superhero's existence within the world, within the She's MCU. interesting as well because she's not the power set. She's the mantle without the power set you know yeah she just took her inspiration from the character you know it's like she's the first knock-on effect in a, uh, a person who's seen superheroes in the world that she exists in and wants to become a superhero like she is the the, the, the first like because like spider-man became like everybody became a superhero because they were destined in a way and that's where their life went but she's seen captain marvel uh car is it kate Dan- i don't want to say kate danvers karen danvers Carol. 
Carol yeah. Danvers, sorry, she sees uh, Captain Marvel and she gets inspired by her and she wants to become a superhero and she takes on the guys in Miss Marvel. I know this is um, a really new comic book. It only came out in the last 10, 15 years as far as I know. She's a really new character and um, I, I'm interested to see, like, do you think Captain Marvel's going to show up in this show? Do you think Brie Larson's going to show up? In I'm wondering. I don't know. The, the, the thing of Miss Marvel in the comics, it's like she's, uh, Captain Marvel has become such a, like, celestial level kind of character you know yeah. what i mean like, overly like overly powered she can just mm. she could get from here to the far side of our cosmos in you know in, yeah. in, in, in no time at all and she can you take down literally starships so she she obviously is not going to work as a street level friendly neighborhood captain marvel it just is not going to work so this so i think she's literally just taking the mantle i know it would be nice if she made an appearance to pass the torch in some sort of way but i'm not expecting yeah, I, I know Marvel have uh, alluded to, I know there's going to be a second Captain Marvel movie, but I know Marvel have alluded to a potential Captain Marvel trilogy. And I'm wondering if it'll, instead of Captain Marvel showing up in Miss Marvel, maybe it'll be the reverse. And Miss Marvel will show up in the Captain Marvel movies and take over the mantle as Captain Marvel, maybe in you know, Captain Marvel 3 going on to Captain Marvel 4 or some shit. Possibly. Possibly, mm -hmm. yeah. And like... Do you know much about this character? Because I know she's really, really... Yeah, I don't know everything about her. I know her power sets book a little bit closer to Captain Fantastic. Uh, uh, you, Captain Fantastic? Do you mean Mr. Fantastic? Like, oh, like Captain Fantastic. Well, Although, in my defense, there's a good few captains out there. Uh, yeah. Dude, in your in your defense, uh, Captain Fantastic... Pro sorry, in your defense, Captain Fantastic was probably a superhero yeah, yeah, one stage no. or another. Is so it he's Mr. probably Fantastic, without doubt. He's like superhero. Because if the human torch, you have the thing. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards. Yeah, well, she's her power set's yeah. closer to that in that she can not just elongate, but literally enlarge. You know, she could hit you with a fist that's five, five by four foot. You know, and she can oh, kind of like green uh, lantern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she um, obviously that gives her a durability as well because her bones don't break and and things like that. So again, it, it keeps her. She, she's going to be CGI heavy, but it still keeps her street level. She's going to be an absolute yeah. badass in New York. Or wherever, yeah. Um, but she's but her power sets a lot. Yeah, I hope it's not set in. I hope it's not set in New York because, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I, mean, I just like if there was even like, a single like, movie admire... in New York, it, it would be yeah. you know, just like you have failed. You know, you yeah, have you know what I mean. Failed. Like, like I understand. Like Stan Lee wrote these stories in New York because that's where he's from and he grew up. From rest in peace, Stan Lee, your legend. But like, I just think now uh, MCU needs to be global. So, like, I think all these movies don't have to be set in America anymore. You know what I mean? I just think the movies should become a little bit more global. And, like, that's why I'm really happy with Shang-Chi Shang being set in China, I assume. And, like, and I like the way Doctor Strange was, like, kind of set in uh, Himalayas and Nepal and places like that. Like, literally, it's a whole world. It's a cinematic universe. Like, so let's leave New York City behind and stop destroying their fucking buildings all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Poor fucking New York. It must always be in a state of constant reconstruction. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like some guy like, what? get him. He's after stealing $50,000 from the bank and you wreck the city. You know? <laughs> 600 million yeah. worth of damage. I got him. Um... <laughs> no need to thank me. It's all in a day's work. You yeah. Know? And then just fly. Yeah, I, that film I'd watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they nearly actually did a movie, uh, TV series, something like that, where it's called Damage Control. Um, and they were supposed to be about the, uh, they touched on it, I think, in um, Spider-Man 2, where they talk about Damage Control comes in and cleans up the place. And they were supposed to be a comedy 
or you know it was said about the people that clean up after these massive superhero fights and the disasters and it might be kind of funny yeah uh, absolutely yeah jersey by the way um, jersey she's uh that's that's her that's her turf yeah yeah i actually i like that yeah like, spread so it around it's, a little it's, bit it's like you know what I mean? Like it's like when I really enjoyed the way Captain America Winter Soldier was mostly yeah. in Washington. That's a major city. You don't you have a lot be. of fun with it, especially where you know Wakanda got them. Yeah, you, you know you don't even have to. It's like if it's not intertwined with the character in the same sense that Captain America is from Brooklyn and uh, uh, Peter Parker's from Queens. If it's not like really intertwined in the character's backstory, I think move them around the country a bit. You can tell new stories from a new point of view, you know what I mean? And especially if you're going to like, you know, introduce these younger characters and you can have them fucking going to college and places. You can move them around the country that way, you know what I mean? And still have their character be set from where you want them to be set from, but have them have the stories take place in different areas, you know, like the way Far From Home was in Europe. Like, you know, I really like that. And Spider-Man 2 is like, it goes on a school trip and it's like school trip from hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I really dig that. Like, um, but like, so after we see a couple of new characters, a lot of new characters, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Return of Hawkeye, probably a new Hawkeye in the form of Kate Bishop. And we see Miss Marvel. We're going to see a triple header that is insane. We're going to see Spider-Man 3, No Way Home, the culmination of the first the trilogy of Spider-Man, because I believe there'll probably be two trilogies. I think it'll be the first Marvel Marvel's Christmas present. Movies. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's like a week before Christmas, pretty much. And hopefully, fucking pandemic, fuck off. We've had enough of you. We want to see some movies in theaters. And after that, we see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I'm going to put Thor, Love and Thunder aside for one second. The reason I want to do that is we touched on WandaVision. And according to Kevin Feige, WandaVision... Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Spider-Man 3, No Way Home are going to be intrinsically linked more so maybe than any of the other movies in Phase 4 of Marvel. So, Noel, what way do you think this is going to be? We already, you know, postulated that maybe WandaVision could be the big bad come Doctor Strange. But, and we've already talked about a possible Spider-Man multiverse, Spider-Verse live action. Noel, what way do you think this is going to go in the next... Like, from WandaVision into Multiverse of Madness, that Kevin Feige said they're very much linked and onto Spider-Man 3. Well, how do you think it's going to play? To me, out? that's just teasing the fact that you can bring in other Spider-Men. You can go multiverse. You can, you can have it's it's your gateway. And yeah. they obviously they're kind of looking for ways to kind of expand it. And people have been thirsty for it. It's been in the comics for years. Uh, we even had that Spider-Man. Um, sorry, what was the animated movie that came out? Uh, Spider-Man into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider so it's not it's not exactly exact new ground by any stretch of the imagination. So they know what people are hungry for. So I think, yeah. yeah, no, I think it's all set up. It's all set up and it's going to be massive. Now, I don't think No Way Home is obviously just going to be a fairly self-contained movie, but I think that's going to, yeah, that's going to be a massive step into whatever comes next. And hopefully it works. Uh, hopefully it works as a standalone film as well, though. Uh, Spider-Man Far no From Way Home. Home. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No Way Home. Sorry. Um, uh, do you, how... What do you think of Sam Raimi taking over the directing role uh, from Scott Derrickson for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Um, yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, Sam Sam Raimi made some. He made a very, very, very poor film in Spider Man Three, but Sam Raimi has a lot. Of, I have a lot of love for him. Yeah, they say this is going to be Marvel's Marvel's version, for lack of a better term, of horror. It's going to be really nestled in, like, because this is what they do: they incorporate subgenres. Like, uh, you're going to talk about cosmic scale with inter Eternals, Spy probably with Hawkeye, Kung Fu with Shang-Chi. Now we're going to see, like, 
you know, we're going to see the fucking culmination of a little mini story arc that the scenes have started with one division and like in the multiverse of madness with sam raimi i just think it could be very interesting that they were very seems like they're very dead set in getting a horror director or at least someone had a history of horror and i hope marvel tried to scare us because it could be interesting to see what to do like because in spider verse uh into the spider verse was very trippy at times like some of the, the stuff, the alternate realities and stuff like that, when people are passing through onto his art. Like, so I, I'd be very interested to see if Marvel are going to go with like psychological horror because you can, you can do a PG 13 psychological oh, horror. Man, I, I, oh God, I'll believe it. Wait, you know, I hope so too, but I am not holding my breath. You know how hard it is to scare me and you, and it's not that we're badasses, it's that we're just yeah, conditioned. Just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not even will they be able to scare us or do you think they'll be trying to scare us? this is what i'm kind of getting at do you think they're going to go for horror real i always do like, one thing to marvel if i was to criticize them i suppose you'd say is that you know they want to get horses and seats and that means money in the bank and the best way to do that is to make it as accessible to families but like they're clever enough to make it kind of at least violent enough or or action-packed enough or adult enough for for us to kind of be able to enjoy it as adults as well so every third film yeah. somebody will say shit and there'll be some blood and stuff like that but uh that's why deadpool was such an assault on the senses uh, it, you know it, it it just kind of felt like ah <sighs> you know i felt like i needed um yeah but uh, i think everybody felt like that it's like it's like why we love the blade movies yes exactly uh exactly you know I mean? the why first two <laughs> yeah the first two third one never yeah, happened first... yeah exactly thank you therapy I don't even i don't even know why you referred to it as the third one yeah i don't know and then the fifth one wasn't weird right either weird yeah. <laughs> i just say random shit sometimes yeah and actually i do need to say something about blade three i said this to you before the blades come out backwards if the blades came yeah. out the right way it would have been the, f- the first and oldest vampire first the what the the evolutive vampire second now obviously two would still be two because it would sit in the middle still and the third one would have been the vampire god that makes a hell of a lot more sense yeah and no, i would have done improved vampire first uh, Dracula second, and then Blood God third. That was, actually, that still would have worked. That's actually that yeah. would have worked. I do, I do, yeah, I do relent to that. That's a good, that's a good, yeah, it's a good matchup because it's it's gradual because you have the the improved version of what Blade is, and then the apex uh, like or what, what started it all. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like you fight a coyote, and all of a sudden you're fighting a wolf. Yeah, because don't you forget, like, what I mean, like, like we, you know, same family technically evolved from. Whatever they're about, like you go back far enough, you have saber tooth goddamn tigers. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. always stronger and stronger. So yeah, no, actually, yeah, you do raise a good point. But we both agree that not the way they did do it. Yeah, and David Goyer should never be allowed to direct a movie. Yeah. I said it. You write movies, man. You're really good at ideas, just not executing them. Yeah. Um, but you're really good at you writing. Like, you're really so bad good. at directing, you shouldn't be allowed to sit in chairs. Just in general, yeah, like, shouldn't be allowed to sit in chairs. Yeah, like I just want to be straight out. David Escoyer, you're, you're a genius at creating stories, but just let somebody else bring them yeah. to life. That's all I'm saying. Like if he was, if he was I mean? out buying for a chair and they were like, you, are you David Escoyer? And they'd be like, yeah, and go, sorry, sir. And there's points to a picture on the wall and it's just circle. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like we understand Wesley Snipes might have been a bit of a dickhead allegedly on Blade Tree. Bring your fucking stars in, motherfucker. Absolutely. It's your job. It's your job. Okay. And Wesley Snipes is a fucking world class blade. <laughs> and I can't wait till we talk a bit more about the potential new blade in the second half of this show. Yes. But no, but no, so 
Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3, uh, both of them, we believe, I don't know, maybe... Yeah, well, maybe it's just they're, they're just going to go big. Both of them are going to involve multiverses, yeah. I think. Because they're not a good power set. Like, they're, 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 not, they're, they're not a Batman and Robin street-level thing, and they're not like, yeah. a, I don't know, Green Lantern Superman in the skies thing. Um, it, it, they're, they're very much so, like, agility and speed and strength versus, what, supreme magic? No, they're, they yeah. are going to... I think this film, like, I, I'm hoping this film works as a standalone. I'm hoping I go to this yeah. film and it, 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 I don't just walk out going, wow, that was okay, but the next film's going to be great because I suspect that I suspect that, that could be the case. I don't know that it yeah. is, but I suspect it could. Um, and you know what? I love a Spider-Man movie. We were just saying yeah. to you, Spider-Man is... For, Spider-Man has to be their Superman, or their Batman. Oh, 100%. He just yeah, is. 100%. Everyone loves Spider-Man. He's like... Everybody knows Spider-Man. It's not even everybody loves him. Everybody knows yeah. him. And that's nearly more important than being loved. If everybody knows about you, like literally everybody, just like I could go to nearly anywhere in the world and say Spider-Man or show a picture of Spider-Man and they'll recognize yeah. him as Spider-Man in the same way as Superman, Batman. No less. Like, they either, are no the less, no. And they are the Even tree. as a kid, I remember like, you know, you would be playing with your friends. Like, I mean, kid, kid, you know, like seven yeah. or something. And, um, didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> just showing off my friends here. Um, but I used to play like, like for me, for some reason, spin, um, slinging webs and spinning through a city was sounding more fun than actually flying. Than just like yeah. having gravity not apply to you was less cool than having the gravity to apply to you, but you having so yeah. much fun with it. Uh, the most relatable superhero when you're growing up, right? Yeah, hundred percent. He was a kid, yeah. a kid that just had power, great responsibility, and he had the great like was trusted upon him. He had such a well-known legacy he was like so well exposed to us during the 90s through cartoons extremely well known in the cartoon yeah big shout out to like the cartoon the, yeah like many iterations of spider-man have been really strong cartoons like marvel like i know they let us down a bit with some of their feature length cartoons their animated movies and dc are rocking that like a motherfucker over there warner brothers like they're doing such a good job at recreating their comic books and the way marvel aren't off but like some of the earlier cartoons from the 90s and early 2000s were absolutely incredible in the terms of Spider-Man. But like like our multiverse terms are, or multiverse like claims are not unfounded because there's rumors that Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Otto Octavius in Spider-Man 2, directed by Sony, sorry, directed by Sony, directed by Sam Raimi starring Bob Maguire, he'll be rumored that he's cast. There's also rumors that Jamie Foxx, who appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Electro, uh, we had our way with that yeah. movie if you want to listen to that episode nobody will love you now episode two do you think that marvel are now building picking up what sony tried to do and now we're seeing the sinister six this is i'm thinking it. like sony have to know they fucked up they, they fucked up venom wasn't very good and spider-man literally died on the back of two because they turned it into a toy commercial uh, yeah. But at the same time, and I, so I, I think I'm using my own words again. I think I'd rather I'd rather have a slice of the cake if I can't have the cake. I'd rather have a slice. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think. No, no it's um, I'd rather have uh, eighty percent of a watermelon than a. That's well, that's much better. Mark. Yeah, that's Mark Cuban. Yeah. That's not my words. No, I've seen on yeah. Shark Tank of all shows, Mark Cuban. Yeah, I do beast. actually like Mark Cuban. I don't know if I should, but I do. Yeah. But, Fucking, uh, you're an arrogant motherfucker, but you got the yeah, reason. Exactly. Yeah, but I think they know that they could combine here. See, even if they give the intellectual property for a film or two over to Marvel, I'm sure they'll still have their finger in the in the pie. But um, 
They they could break. They could you're literally great, it, man. It's like kickstarting your car. It's like like. But they got it. They like they saw most of the money from the first two Spider-Man movies with the MCU. That's why there was a big negotiation with the third one. Yeah, like, I remember for like a day and a half. Most of the money. Holland was fired from Spider-Man, or basically. Yeah, seeing he rang him up crying. Like if Tom Holland rang me up crying, I'd let him be Spider-Man too. That doid fucking yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like he probably whipped out the Oscar sauce. You know what I mean? The fucking creme de la creme of performances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he probably went full meted. He was probably beating the shit out of himself for two or three days before that fucking call. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm, I am I just think, like, uh, obviously, like, Disney are not going to be short with money. And Sony are going to make so much money when it comes to merch. And I know the ticket sales was the, the way they, the percentages of the ticket sales. That was the big stumbling point in terms of negotiations. But I think we'll see many Spider-Man movies, as I touched on earlier. I think he'll be the first Marvel superhero to see six movies. I think uh, Kevin Feige said it. They wanted to cast young because they wanted their Harry Potter in a sense. They wanted like a Daniel Radcliffe that could grow old with the part and then eventually pass on the mantle. And that's why they're going to be patient. I think with Miles Morales, we might not see him in the Far From Home. No, sorry, not Far From Home. No Way Home. We might not see him in that. But I think we'll see the Sinister Six. I think that's the reason why they're going to go multiverse and they're going to need three Spider-Men to fight the Sinister Six. But maybe we'll see Miles Morales, which would be pretty cool, though, because but I think hold off on Miles when you've got such a young Peter Parker. You know what I mean? I just think you're, 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 I you think are kind of right with that, actually. And I, and I actually like Miles yeah. Morales. I think he's enter he's entry to Spider-Man. The, the, making making Spider-Man himself, the, the Uncle Ben, um, was yeah. just genius. I, I thought that was an excellent way to introduce a character because uh, Uncle Ben was just kind of a noble man. But like Spider Man was a noble man and a hero. He's, He's a good man. man. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> I love you. Always have. That's a callback. <laughs> what was that? Oh, shit. What was that? That was um, yeah. Braveheart. Uh, yeah. Marin. <laughs> love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we think one division, and not like that we think Kevin Feige has alluded to himself, one division's directly linked to multiverse of madness, and that will open up maybe the realms of a new multiverse within well, open up the realms for a spider-verse in Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think those three movies are going to tell their own little story and it's going to be fucking insane, and I cannot wait to see it. Um so after Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and One Division, their own little thing happens we're going to see thor the uh, love and thunder the first time a marvel uh superhero has had four of his own installments in his own singular franchise and taika with titi is coming back to shove his lovely with titis yeah. in our face and and he's come back he's a legend i love taika with titi everything he, he does, a good he does is gold. A sentence you probably didn't yeah 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 <laughs> man that movie is incredible Jojo Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. if, if you haven't hasn't seen it if you haven't seen it, it i don't know what you're doing with your life and you need help yeah, man's a beast. Man's a beast yeah. in the best way. Like he's an absolute fucking great director. Middle right? Eastern creator. man of Middle Eastern and, descent, and he plays Hitler, and he's just he's just hilarious yeah. in the role. And he directs the film. It's just great. What, what he did with Thor Ragnarok was the most like the fibler, uh, like like was like the flip at uh, the flib, uh, the fibrillator, the fibrillator. I want to say the fibrillator, and I'm going to stick it. <laughs> so it's like he pretty much, uh, you know, it's like a defibrillator for the Thor franchise after Dark World, or sorry, Thor Dark World, yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
um uh that was kind of like a critical failure in a lot of people's eyes and to do what he did with ragnarok which everyone thought was that's tour out after ragnarok tour is probably going to die in end game and he's gone because it's a floundering franchise of all the franchises but ragnarok comes out in this new iteration of tour he's a bit more light-hearted a bit more actiony a little bit more sci-fi leaning into the world of the guardians of the galaxy and now you see new expansion to it. Yeah, no, it did, it did, it did. Maybe. This is what I think Marvel are going to do for Sony Spider-Man as well. It, it, like Just clever, clever use can breed life back into it. And that's what Thor Ragnarok did. If I have one huge gripe with Thor Ragnarok, and it's not what you might think because it's not about the story at all, it's that Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, I think are two amazing arcs. And Planet Hulk was kind of yeah. blended into Thor Ragnarok. The arena that he fought in was, you yeah. know, uh, was... Great animated movie. Yeah, actually, would you believe I watched it two nights ago? I've just been on this kind of weird kick lately. Um, but uh, it's um, so I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe someday I will. I don't know, but I I I, I won't off the back of Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok was a great movie. Yeah, I I think when um side note, but I think the thing with the Hulk is there is a rights issue with Universal. I think it was either what was it? Sorry, is not, maybe not like this guy. This sorry. this. this this intellectual property belongs to the studio, but there's so there's yeah. there's a lot of politics. Yeah, no, sorry, I meant to say I think it's actually Paramount because I think it was I think it was Paramount um, that distru uh, distributed the first couple of Marvel movies before Disney bought Marvel, uh, um, the first couple of MCU movies um, up until as far as maybe Thor or something like that. And the reason the Hulk was able to have his singular movie was because I think it's Paramount or whoever the fuck own the rights to the hulk individual movies distribution rights but they don't own the rights for him showing up in other movies and that's why you see the hulk being a side character in other characters movies because of a distribution issue as far as i know i'm pretty sure it's either with paramount or universal but that's the reason tor or sorry hulk won't get a planet hulk movie or any of those kind of movies right now and that's why they have to be blended into other narratives okay. you know like fair enough, that's actually a fairly concise answer, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, yeah, it's credit where it's due. But uh, yeah, sorry. So um, it's the fourth installment. We have Thor, and yeah, and, and see this thing. Like you said, they they did rejuvenate. We're hungry for it because Endgame. He he was the, he came back so badass. Like because he got an upgrade. Yeah, you know, like, he, they, the foot that part where he pops his fake eye. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's like uh, rockets. Like uh, you're not gonna wash it first. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Rocket. He's like my favorite character in the MCU. Yeah, no, right? yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's a fucking ledge. Um, but like in we both read this, uh, Gord the God Butcher. This movie is going to see not only the introduction of Jane Foster uh, as a female Thor, but we're also going to see Christian Bale play Gord the God Butcher. Russell Crowe is going to play Zeus, as far as I hear. That's a new hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. <laughs> but um, what you make of this? Like, as I know in the comic books, wasn't it Jane Foster? Uh, Jane Foster picks up Mjolnir, meow meow, um, when she's dying of breast cancer. So, do you think that'll be incorporated into the story? Yeah, no, you're right. I'm saying that. Maybe yeah, I'm right. Um, I think it will be incorporated. I it think they're definitely leaning into it. Uh, shout out to Christian Bale because you know the way he got really thin for the machinist. And then he got really like, yeah, yeah the man got Man's really big to Dick Cheney and Vice. Uh, and now he's becoming a, yeah. a god butcher. Um, and you just have to respect like how much work he must have become put in to become a god. 
how <laughs> like yeah like you actually yeah, right like, now Christian Bale has become a deity to some small island nation <laughs> I mean, or something after like, the film like, like, Christian Bale I mean? like winds down from he's become a deity diet yeah <laughs> but like uh, we bought um, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before but we both read the four issue run oh yeah and I, I just think that, imagine this people this issue was this was four issues long and somebody looked at it and go we're making a film on that Thor has been around. Well, Thor has been around for thousands of years, but but uh, yeah. like the, the Marvel intellectual <laughs> property is like fifty over fifty years old, and they are making a film based on Thor. And you know what? As right they should, because it was fucking excellent. Just right. excellent. Just just, and I'm not the biggest Thor yeah. fan. Actually, no, I like Thor. I am a big Thor fan, but no, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, where's like is, is, when's Thor coming out? Actually, on a good run right now, to be fair. Yeah, he won't be. He won't no, be in no, the top not at all. Back not at all. Uh, kid, but that, that was just so great and dark, and you know, like a kind of like a Joker, kind of like anti-hero, like fuck society character, but on this kind of deity level. Yeah, it's like like cosmic yeah, interdimensional know, it, travel. Thor meeting up. It's, it's not grounded at all, and it's self. grounded as well. It's it's bizarre, it's and it should work in four comics. Like, it should they, work, and it does. Like looking on the page, the action just fucking yeah. explodes off the page. The panels are beautifully put together. The illustrations are ridiculous, and everything about it is flawless. And actually, I'm going to give a shout out to John O'Reilly, who's actually told me about it, and he fucking like told me about it. And he like pretty much nearly like he's coming to tell he couldn't believe how good it was. And then I was kind of like, oh wait, is he overselling this? And then I, as soon as I picked it up, I couldn't put it back down until I finished all four uh, issues. It's just fucking insane. I cannot wait to see what Taika Waititi does with that storyline. Yeah, no, same as, I think, uh, yeah, no, I just, oh God, drooling almost. I take back everything I've said. I've been lying for an hour and a half. I want Thor, Love and Thunder is what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, it's because when you look at the slate and you look at the first half, you're like, ooh, Black Widow looks pretty good. And then when you look yeah. at the second half... And it just it is. It's painfully overdue. And, and like you said, like Thor is it's now in its fourth installment. Yeah. So nobody could be looking at Thor going, God, when are they going to use yeah. him? You know, and he appeared in all the Avengers movies as well, apart from one. Like the, yeah, Natasha put in the work. Oh, sorry, no, he wasn't in Civil War, sorry. wasn't in Civil War. But, uh, but Natasha's been there since Word 1. Well, not Word 1, obviously, War, the first Avengers. Word only. 3. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably Iron Man too. Yeah, it was fair, the third so, movie. Like, it was the third movie. There you go. Um, so, like, like most deserved film by far. But my God, Thor the God Butcher, or sorry, what's, what's his name? Gore the God Butcher. I just and Christian Bale. You know, he's a he's a meaty actor. He he doesn't do anything by halves. And it's not that every film he's ever made has been great. That's he's literally just one man. Yeah, he's an actor. Well, he truck he gives it his everything. Yeah, no, I'm re- gives it his goddamn everything. Yeah, so when you look back over phase four before we go on the break, uh is Thor, Love and Thunder and, and taking everything into account, is that what you're looking forward to the most? Easily. You know what? I just just talking to you about it. I could say I suppose on a you look I, at that I, cast like Nat- Except I'm looking forward to the Natalie Portman's coming That's back and everything, like and she's an awesome actress. Natalie Portman is an awesome an awesome actress and and, um, this yes, there was a female Thor in the comics. This is there, from there, Matilda. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anybody likes Leon? That's all I'm saying. There you go. Natalie Portman, legend. Side note. Natalie, yeah, absolutely. God, I loved that film when I was a kid. I think it was my favorite. Yeah, film I love that movie. Year. Jean Renault is a fucking tank in that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, 
um, Dan- women, yeah, kids. Danny Aiello, fucking Gary Oldman. Oh my god, love that movie so much. Um, you know who I think was good in that film? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Wonder what I mean by everyone. <laughs> 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 everyone. <laughs> Shit, you set me up for that. I should I should have went along with it. Yeah, uh, but um, so Noel. Thor, Gore, uh, sorry, Thor, Love and Thunder is what you're looking forward to the most. See, I didn't think, yeah, like what I was saying, I didn't, when I looked at the slate, I thought of the superheroes and I didn't think at all of the villains. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a good point, uh, actually, because, you know, to be... apart from the Mandarin, none of the villains really jump out at you either. Exactly, we did, we did, we did do a bit of a deep dive. Like, we don't, I don't even know who's the bad guy, Miss Marvel. Didn't even, we didn't even discuss yeah. it. I have absolutely no idea. And I, I, I guess I'm not, like, I'll find out when I find yeah. out. But, but yeah, no, he's definitely the villain that has been salivating Pavlov's side. Yeah, and um, when I look back, I, I really look forward to see what Taika Waititi does with Thor, Love and Thunder as well. But um, I'm really interested in seeing what way WandaVision plays into Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. That has actually been the one thing I'm really looking forward to the most. I loved WandaVision. I, I thought it was insane the way they told the story, but the way it uh, they executed it was perfection. Um, uh, like the fact that she has the dark hole now, she could be a villain. How Doctor Strange is going to interact with her, how he's going to like maybe be the new mentor for Peter Parker, how that's going to bleed into a Spider Verse. I don't know. There's so much potential, potential. But um, and you combine Wanda Maximoff now with the Scarlet Witch, uh, combine her Scarlet Witch with Doctor Strange and then Spider Man and his Rogues Gallery, and you combine all those elements together. That's like maybe you're going to have your new Captain America Civil War, that Avengers 2.0, 2.5 yeah. or whatever. Remember, like we talked about before, it was like it felt like an Avengers movie. Even when you think back, it, it remembered like an Avengers movie. And But I think this is one of those things you see a lot of villains and a lot of superheroes in over those two movies. And that's what I'm really looking forward to, even though I cannot wait to see what Christian Bale does with Gore the God Butcher because I love those comics so much. But um, no, so... We get the fuck out here for the break and we come yeah. back and we talk about phase five and we'll give uh, give our thoughts on the later um, of the new arrivals from Marvel and the MCU. So, right, Noel, uh, this is Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your, your host. host Yay. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see you after the break. And now a word from our sponsors. In 1978, you believed a man could fly. 1989, the Dark Knight was reborn. Now, lightning strikes again. This fall on CBS, get ready for the flash. All right, and we're back from the break. If you're still with us, thank you so much. If you've abandoned us, we'll forgive you. Come back next time. All right, um, Noel, uh, sorry, this uh, yeah, this is Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Toohey. All right, let's get to the rest of this fucking upcoming slate from the MCU. So we looked at phase four, and now we're going into phase five a little bit further in the future. Um, don't mind what that cheat sheet says. That is a typo. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's cheap. She says that it's 19 shots. Yeah, no, 2002. 2002. Come on, guy. <laughs> well, it's a nice stream. Uh, young and healthy Chadwick um, Boseman. But, like, so to kick off this new slate is kind of like on a down note, and that is because after the death of the late, on time, the death of the late Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, we're going to see the return of Black Panther, but obviously in a different guy, someone else, uh, as the new Black Panther, maybe Shuri. 
because that is source material um, accurate as well. So, Noah, what way do you think this is going to go after Chadwick Boseman's unfortunate passing? Oh, well, man, I, honestly, I don't know. Obviously, the spanner uh, that was thrown in the works is absolutely huge. Um, but uh, the, the comics did actually, just because he's been around for such a long time as a character, that they did flesh out that the sister, you know, has taken up the mantle or that it is passed down for two generations and stuff like that. Like he wasn't the first, second or even third Black Panther. He was just the, current. the one that exists in the time. The, yeah, exactly. So the, the actual storyline is fortunate, I guess, in that one sense that there is yeah. somewhere for it to go. It's not it's not it's not quite like Tony Stark or something where uh who is Tony Stark? Like he's the genie. You don't just get to say, Oh, by the way, his assistant is also yeah. an IQ of six hundred. You know, it's it's nothing like that. Uh but the fact is that he is of royal lineage and there is yeah. more royal lineage and that you know the, the spirit of the Panther, all that kind of stuff, that it can move. Uh, so I think, you know, with clever writing, I think they can make something of it. And if they do it respectfully, like the, the show must go on, I think is is the way they can, they can do that. Of course, they want to make Black Panther movies. I respect that. They need to tip the cap and they need to be respectful and they need to stick to the to, to the right amount of of um, kind of groundwork that has been laid by the comics. Um, so, yeah, it's doable. It's doable. It's unfortunate. It's dark. I, 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 you know, yeah, it's I, like I it's the only real dark dark cloud on the, the for a bright in a bright future for the MCU, really, isn't it? Like the de- uh, Chadwick Boseman was so unfortunate because he obviously meant so much to the black community and like people of color around the world as well. That like he was their number one. He was their A list superhero. He, like Black Panther made a billion at the box office. You know what I mean? Like he was going to, he was set to be in the next center stage, maybe replace Captain America as the leader of the Avengers or something. Like he was really going to be a pinnacle point for the MCU going forward. Yeah, because he's actual, his sense of duty, he was kind of one of those kind of really cool kings from lower that would be, yeah, exactly. Serve my people. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't have this huge idea of himself. And um, obviously he had huge physical attributes as him. You know, do you remember the scene where him and Captain America are running into the fray? With the, with the armies, but because they're both essentially super soldier level kind of, they're both breaking away. So he's actual power set, and you know he's power set, he's suit, and every, yeah, he would just would have been a, yeah, he would have been a perfect replacement um for Captain America, the kind of the leadership role, and like and the fact that he'd been incorporated into the Avengers movies, it would have been a smooth transition, and the fact that Chadwick Boseman was such a talented actor it makes this transition even smoother. So so unfortunate that he passed away. Um. And like thoughts and prayers go to his family and like just he's such a good actor and it's such a, a fortunate waste of potential of what he could have done not just in the marvel universe but you know in the general broader scale because like he'd made such a wide variety of movies like you know in his short career they keep going back into my head where i had somebody in some sort of interview i think he was promoting a film and he just says, you know, just ask him kind of a broad question about what you want to do and he just said without missing a beat he goes i want to play jimmy oh, jimmy hendrix he goes, I just, I want to play. Exactly. And I was thinking, God, he would be yeah, such a good he, 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 I would love yeah, he, to He's such a good actor, like, and it's it's like, I think he's 44 only. So, yeah, no. yeah, and he's such an iconic, I mean, he's, I can't believe he was even that age. He's such a, yeah. he's such a young looking man, you know, he takes great, he's in great shape and all that. But uh, he's, it would have been such, you know, you just know, yeah, I could just picture in my head that he would have got really, yeah. really into it, you know? He would really have tried to bring him to uh, 
the fray to the front. Like Val Kilner did a great job with Jim Morrison. And uh, every now and again, a good actor will just throw themselves into it. You're just yeah. thinking, wow, that's incredible. Like they're just really, really incredible. And I think he would have done an amazing job. And again, it's the tiniest bit of tragedy because I would have liked him to have lived yeah. and not acted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, that, that, I'm sorry what happened to yeah. him, the human being. But um, it's just, I don't know. It's, I just I just yeah. would have liked it, okay? Just selfishly, and, um, I would have liked it. Uh, like, I, I wonder, will this see a return now as Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger? And um, I wonder, will Winston Duke take a bigger role for his role I think it's in Baku? Like I wonder, will you see? Obviously, is it Letitia right that plays Letitia right? Sorry, that plays his sister Shuri. Everybody loves her. Like I think some people have had issues with her in in other in the mainstream or whatever. But like as a character, Shuri is globally loved as far as I as far as I know of. Anyway, and she's like, she was. She was, <laughs> she was kind of like a. Yeah, she was the genius. So she got to be kind of funny and goofy and she was able to see the kind of silliness of the Yeah, whole, what's also what being a super genius. And stuff like that. Yeah. While also being a super genius, which kind of like really, really makes her be able to walk into certain aspects of the Black Panther. Maybe not so much the physical aspects because because the brother, like the king, was the muscle and she was she was the one who kept it all working. She, you know, she, was she introduced nanotechnology in into the MCU as well with the new Black Panther suit and Black Panther 1. You know what I mean? You're right, actually. Yeah, because yeah. it was all in the necklace kind of thing. Which uh, Tony Stark later yeah. adopted for the Iron Man suit in Avengers Infinity War. Um, so she's a big part to play. And when you have Winston Duke and maybe potentially return of Michael B. Jordan, you have a very strong cast. Um, and I think they'll do Chadwick Boseman proud going forward and do Marvel and all of us proud and all the Black Panther fans proud. And um, after Black Panther 2, um, another uh, Marvel property returns for its second out. And then that's... Uh, much derised, I think, is the best way to describe it. Brie Larson um, is in a role as Captain Marvel. I have no problems with her. I think she's a really cool actress now. I really like Captain Marvel. You just you have these issues. When he comes to an overly powered superhero, people just don't dig him. That's what the problem is with superhero or Superman in the modern age. He's overly powered. It was a problem with Neo and the Matrix trilogies. Superman Returns. They didn't give him anyone anything to punch. You know what I mean? He could do. He was just this, this godlike figure, just trying to figure his, himself out, and then he got stabbed with a yeah. knife or something. You know, it, it's yeah, absolutely. They're harder. They're harder to. They're harder to relate to, and they're harder to yeah. set up for action for no threat. For some of the yeah for the fanfares. Yeah, no threat, and I mean they don't really come. They don't really. You remember like this in, in Endgame? There's a scene where they're literally about to bombard the battlefield with even kill yeah. like, Thanos's own men. Um, and the, the guns literally all turn away from literally the entire battlefield. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange was on it. A god. A god. Like, a god. Uh, but, you know what I mean? And the Sorcerer Supreme and uh, and the God of Thunder and all of the, the they, they point up into the air and they start shooting the threat that's coming in because it was perceived to be a bigger threat. Yeah. Well, that's how powerful she is. And that's cool. That's cool. This is like, the, the I'm an anime guy as well. And this was like, yeah. oh yeah, but he couldn't beat Goku. He couldn't beat Goku. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. They, they, they've made this person so ridiculous. And then they've, they've stretched stretch it out so much more. Yeah. I no longer That's care. the problem. That's like, how, you know, how like, are we supposed to believe she's in danger if a whole armada of ships turn their guns on her instead of a, a fucking battlefield? You know what I mean? Like, where you can wipe out. Yeah. And even if she's like, you know, gets really badly hurt, I'm wondering take, why is it going to be a case where essentially she's a being of pure energy. going to take her powers can, like, off her again, probably, like, you know what I mean? Captain like, Marvel Part 1. 
Yeah, maybe it's actually that's it. And there you go. But that that yeah, not just prove your point yeah. as opposed to stand against it. That, like, oh, the only way we we made this character work by taking everything away. From yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah, like you know what I mean. It's like if you'd be constantly like taking Superman's powers off, and like you know what I mean. It's just like. I just think there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah. Uh, people think Brie Larson's portrayal of uh, Carol Danvers is a little bit cold. Um, she's she came across yeah a little yeah. bit arrogant for some people. Yeah, yeah, but like a little bit wooden. And you know what? You know, you know what? I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to jump out. But a lot of that I think is called just being a woman. It's just apparently she just wasn't bubbly or something. Like there was this one thing, the one picture that everyone points to, and maybe she was in a pisser, but. I think maybe men might have got away with it more. It's just the fact that if you have to speak to a reporter every 15 minutes for like eight hours because you're promoting the shit out of a movie, I think you're allowed to be a little bit fucking fed up or something like that, despite the fact that, yes, you're living the dream and you're getting paid millions, absolutely. The human condition is... Like, people just have to understand sometimes actors need to grow into their roles. Like, look, like we talked about earlier on, Anthony Mackie, he grew into his role as Sam Wilson. Sebastian Stan grew into his role as Bucky, even though they keep diminishing that character for no apparent reason. But, like, she'll grow into it. She's a talented actress, Brie Larson. I'm pretty sure she got nominated for an Oscar, if not won one. She knows how to act. Give her a chance. She's in a new genre. She's in a new space. Like, like the character's ridiculously powerful. Yes, okay, right? But Brie Larson, I think, will do a better job. But she didn't make... She didn't make... She didn't walk in and go, okay, I want yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Face. Like, Brie Larson didn't write Captain Marvel. Like, you know what I mean? Strong. Like, and I... She didn't. Yeah, she I didn't just think... Give her a damn thing. Yeah, show she up came in 20-something you know? movies after being made. We had all these relationships already created with all these other actors. She's new Indeed. to the game. Give her a chance. A brand new franchise. A brand new character. She's only been in a handful of Marvel movies. Little appearances here and there, apart from her own solo outing. So, like, I just think give her a chance. And, like, anybody that doesn't dig Brie Larson, that's your opinion, I think. But she's a talented actress. And, like, the last thing you can do is be poisonous with fandom and start scaring away really good actors when you have the chance to actually have them in your superhero movies. Because that's what we've been fucking crying out for for ages. Cast good actors in superhero movies and you'll get good superhero movies. And that's what MCU would do. So just, like, stay the course, people. Kevin Feige knows what he is doing. So after Captain Marvel, Noel, we're going to see... Uh, the return of Ant-Man and we're going to see the introduction of a new character played by Oscar Isaacs and that's Moon Knight. So I'm going to jump into you first. Ant-Man, the most unlikely of all Marvel properties to get a trilogy, would you agree? Oh, the, the most unlikely. It's talked to Noel John back in 2002, just fresh out of that <laughs> Fuck um, you, dude. Man, man. I was doing, I made like six, <laughs> yeah, no, I made like six cheat sheets in one go. I was very tired. I know. And you did all the work. And, I'm, I'm coming <laughs> and I can't even edit it because it's a PDF anyway, and it's uh, fucking killing me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I would have said to Ant-Man just to get film. Because you have to understand that back, if you go back far enough, like Ant-Man and his DC equivalent is Atom. Yeah. Uh, the Atom. Um, I would have thought that they're... Brandon serious. Rouse in Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow, and Arrow and shit. Yeah, that's right, actually. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, they're serious. And also, the the actual concept of executing them is extremely CGI-based. You know what I mean? Like, they go into, like, microscopic realms realm. or they go inside the human body or... Yeah, even the quantum realm. Like, so they go subatomic. Um, that's That, to me, was just... Absolutely crazy. I wasn't expecting yeah. to see Ant-Man. Yeah. I wasn't. So to say get a trilogy, I would have said ten like ten years ago, right? Um, I would have given you 
I, I don't know, man. I would have given you everything I had, absolutely everything I had to my name because it would have been such a ridiculous idea. Like when you look back at Ant-Man's history, Edgar Wright was attached for several years. He ended up leaving. I think it was Peyton Reed came in, took over last minute after Adam McKay turned down the directing role and he'd say to come on as a co-writer, I believe. And like you have all this, and then Ant-Man One is such a solid movie. Luis, like his recaps, he's like a fucking legend on his own right now. His characters played by Michael Pena. And like um you got Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, that had like fucking uh the guy for what's his name, the guy from the strain, um Corey Gross, who was uh played uh Yellow Jacket in part one, and like he like spoiler alert, but he goes from part one. The second one, not much not as loved as the first one, but you got such a strong cast. Evangeline Lilly returns, takes up the mantle as Wasp. Is Jane Van Dyke? She's Jane, isn't she? The mother's got a different... Is she Jane? Or is that the mother? Well, uh, she, takes the, uh, she takes the role. Um, I mean, like, uh, what's her... No Wasp. What's Wasp's uh, alter ego? Um, oh, God. Like she, in this, she plays the daughter of Pym. No, no, she's she, a Van Dyke. She's she took her not? mother's name. She's Hope is it, Pym. Is a, a, oh, sorry, a, a, I thought it was Hope Van Dyke. Yeah. So it's the mother's Jane Van Dyke, is it? No. Uh, well, Michelle Pfeiffer, All I right. just had here as so, well. So um, in the second so, movie, we yeah. see, you know, Evangeline Lilly take up the wasp uh, mantle. And like, they're slowly expanding, even though the second one's not as universally loved as the first one. I love the, the way they went into the quantum realm, the ambition they showed with the action sequences, the, the whole packet of Hot Wheels being in like actual vehicles, just shrunken down. That's fucking genius, shrinking down a building and shit and putting your briefcase and stuff like that. Just the possibilities that you can do with the technology that's applied within the Ant-Man franchise is just limitless. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so um, I know that the villain was a little undercooked. There was a ghost or something was a little bit undercooked in Ant-Man part two. Actually a great, great villain um, in the comics. Uh, apparently it's a guy that doesn't ever leave his suit. So he's actually like grotesque yeah. kaiju. Uh, because he's so kind of afraid of, of the moments he has to become vulnerable, he keeps them so yeah. far and few between. So obviously he goes back to like the safest place that he can imagine, and he needs to eat or something, you know. Of course, but uh, he's got corporeal. But but they they they, they gave it to a very you know a very talented actress. She did a, a, as good I love a job the, suit. As the script could allow her to do. But yeah, another another cooked another cooked character, and I I don't put that on uh, Hannah John Cannon. Um, yeah, I don't because on her at all, but unfortunately yeah, for her, character. she even though she was the main antagonist of the movie, she became a side story in comparison to the rescue of Hank Pym's wife. You know what I mean? Massively. Oh my god! Yeah, no, she she was kind of like she went from having like introduced quite Action well, sequences a couple was of scenes, sweet in then... that movie all the way through the fight scenes of go is a ghost? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Ghost is the yeah, the, yeah ghost is the, yeah, the so like the fight scenes with ghost yeah. if I remember correctly I haven't seen that movie in a little while I've been waiting off because we're, we're planning something so I want to jump back into them fresh um but uh like I love the fight scenes and that I love the chase sequences and that and the villain was a little bit undercooked like we, we talked about but like he's such a strong cast you got Evangeline Lilly from Lost you got Paul Rudd who's seemingly 51 I don't think he's aged in no. about 40 years I think he looks about 12 that guy Whatever mm -hmm. you're eating, Paul Rudd, just tell us. Just tell us, dude. Like, if it's like, you know, you're sucking stem cells out of the back of people's spinal cords, just we want to know. 
We want to know why you're not aging. What the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. He's humble like, and like, young. He's so likable, and like he got such a strong backbone of Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, and Paul Rudd. I think that's the reason we have an Ant Man trilogy. R.I.P. to Michael Douglas's well, mother who died today or yesterday. Uh, rest 102. in peace. Um, actually, didn't know that. But um, yeah, so like, I just think the reason you get an Ant Man trilogy is because of the backbone of the cast is so strong and because of the, the limits yeah, of or lack of limits with the uh, storytelling with the quantum realm and stuff like that. Nothing against Michelle Pfeiffer because I'm actually quite proud of her. I, I, sorry, I love her. Been I, spending I, most of my Michelle life in gangster's paradise. Exactly. Dangerous mind. That's exactly. I cannot, literally cannot see her and not just have a uh, 23 novel when I live to see 25. And I just, I can't. It's, it's, it's not her fault. I just can't. <laughs> Uh, uh, is that you're talking about dangerous minds, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Um, why are we so blind to come at me? They're not here for the same. Um, yeah, and <laughs> it's not. It was Cody. Lauren Hill uh, sang that with him. Um, so, you see, I just remember a very big, so, big dude who kind of like in profile sang that. Respect um, most of lives. That's <laughs> who would have thought like talking about the Marvel Universe we start going down a fucking dangerous minds rabbit hole but like if you don't like rants why yeah. are you here that's what we're all about um, but like so after Ant-Man yeah. and Wasp Quantumania and uh, which might be the culmination of the Ant-Man trilogy um, or sorry the Ant-Man franchise as a singular trilogy uh, but like we see Oscar Isaacs I don't know a lot about this character and I know even less about the TV series that's going to debut on Disney Plus next year and that is Moon Knight I know he's got uh, disassociative identity disorder from not this uh from not or does he because the whole thing in the comic is that he, he you know he sees you know ancient kind of egyptian gods in his head and they give him like powers and stuff like that uh but it drives it kind of they are driving him crazy or maybe he's imagining it at times so it does kind of play with the psychology of it a bit but essentially he's like a crazy batman you know, is like he, he like a absolutely one hundred percent kick the absolute shit out? Is he a billionaire as well, like Batman, Tony Stark, that kind of thing? Oh, I, I, I think he might be. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure if he is because I, I, I haven't. It's been. I actually went down a Moon Knight rabbit hole, um, but then they mixed it up because I think he wasn't super powered. Well, like, now he it's is something to do with Egyptian mythology um, and stuff like that. Iconography of Kevin Feige said it correctly. You know what? I think the newest iteration of him is he's quite like suave and that's why Oscar Isaac is probably getting stuff. the repair because he's a suave motherfucker. Yeah, Great he actor. is actually. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it again. I like the brawlers. I like somebody who'll fight on the street level. I love Daredevil is like one of my favorite, absolute favorite of the hero the heroes, and you know. Um, he just got a Netflix show, but I just love that scene where he walks up the corridor, small mm. shot in one sequence. And just, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Like that, that to me is as good as New York, the New York Avengers. I don't care what scope, like it's execution yeah, and brutality great. is just always going to win. Yeah, Charlie over. Cox. Great, yeah, like I'm hoping that Moon Knight, if Moon Knight doesn't have that, they're, they're, they are failing the property. Do you, that's do you think this is going to be like Daredevil Light because of the Disney Plus thing? I, you know what? Well, you know, you, you chewed the word. But I don't know what way I was about to answer, but then you said Disney, and I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Never mind. So, uh, yeah. I know um, so, Falcon yes. Winter Soldier was the first Marvel property <laughs> to get a PG-16 or TV-16 rating in some countries because of some of the violence and stuff and that. So maybe they might be dark. Like, like the thing is, like if, if they want their audience to grow with them, they're going to have to 
you know more make the stories a little bit more adult as they go along like we see with the harry potter franchise and shit like that if you want to take it as a part of note but um yeah i don't know a lot about moon knight i know kevin feige said stuff about it's going to be steeped in um egyptian iconography um uh which i can only assume which means like there'll be some play like he's literally more powerful in the moon oh right like a werewolf in the full moon and things like that yeah well yeah i think it's again you'd have to you'd have to be kind of caught up on on your um i don't know egyptian lore um i honestly i'm not but yeah he is he's 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 kind of a badass uh he's not very powerful in terms of like scale of superhero but he's one of the most brutal and he kind of is like he's he's a poor man's batman but if you're going to be a poor man's batman so like is he like is he um like a detective like batman or is he just a vigilante vigilante more so but again i haven't read much of these new kind of incarnations because he used to be like he has a big he has a hood that's also a cape and he throws these kind of crescent moon shapes and discs and stuff but then he got re yeah i know it's quite sad but then he got revived well, i mean he came out in like the mid 70s so you know of course he had you know mark Spector is yeah. his name and um but then they brought him back recently and he was, he was kind of like he had a mask and a white suit oh is that not the original iteration of him him in the white suit with the hood yeah, well, he's in a white suit with the hood and a cape, and yeah. he looks very superheroish. And now again, he's more demure; he's oh, more right. put together and stuff like that. So yeah, like um, so what is it Konsu or something? His name of the god, and it's essentially like it's like a god with a giant, <laughs> like a giant bird skull. But it's like, but yeah. it's, he's not dead. Obviously, he's so yeah, sounds so awesome. It's, it's all very strange. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. See, that's the thing. I'll tell you this: it's either it's 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 yeah, not it, going to land in to me. It's not. To me, it feels like it could be like the mummy really meets good. Batman. Do you know, like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy meets Batman or something like that? Which takes me exactly back to the <laughs> awesome. um, But like yeah. after we see Moon Knight's debut in the MCU next year, we're going to see the debut of another character, a legendary one. And that is from the comic books, it's Bruce Banner's cousin. Um, that is She Hulk, a lawyer in New York that happens to be like seven feet tall and green pretty much or something like that if like i mean i worship at the altar of titania she's from orange is new black i think was it you said to me before no no she's orphan black where she played um her she well she plays obviously the the primary character they all based around but she also plays at least 12 to 15 to 16 iterations of herself because she's a clone and she meets herself and her her original clone and like she meets herself basically and herself walks out in front of a train a train and then she meets another one and she meets her biological sister who's an assassin like the, the, somebody who was grown in the womb as well and then she has all of these other clones so she plays herself maybe 11 times 12 times she even plays a male transgender male version of herself and she plays them all excellently like i mean in acting terms it was immense so I just I, I I said to my partner Sheila so many times I was like, give this woman all of the roles, just just give her whatever. Like that woman shouldn't have to audition. The, the couple I don't know if there was three or four seasons of that. But that woman should just be able to say, I'll take the role. It's now. kind of like it. um, who are you saying it before is like when a director I can't remember if there was a specific director. You're like when that director shows an interest, you're like I don't care who was directing it before them. He gets the job now. You, you know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. And Tatiana Mas- Mas- Maslani, sorry, is just, she I'm, is 
brilliant. And I don't know, you know, sometimes I'm I, I, like, I, I think the physicality of the role I always take into consideration. Like I couldn't imagine a, like an Emma Watson or something like that kind of becoming a She-Hulk or something. Not like, um, you need somebody who has the physicality, like a Gal Gadot or something like that, or a Scarlett Johansson. But I don't care. I don't know if Tatiana does or doesn't. I don't care what height she is. I just don't care. Well, I'm, she is. I'm sure they're going to deploy the same special effects that they brought to uh, Professor Hulk alive, but, you know? Yeah, she, 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 that's the thing. Because she's more toned down than the Hulk, like she's super strong and she has the power set, but she's not like, she's not, she's not literally a foot wide. Like she's extremely like, tall yeah, she and buff, like, but not not quite like more feminine. Amazon. More feminine. I remember the Amazons from back in history. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's 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 pretty much exactly right. I'd say that'd be definitely more on the money. I'm such a fan. Do you of think her. they'll so keep? Happy for will she be Ryan. Bruce Banner's so husband? This mm, probably not. You know what? I don't know. Like she might be because the whole thing is that like uh, Banner was caught up in that um, gamma radiation. It donates blood to her or something, bomb, is it? Whatever. Uh, yeah, but like she obviously has an awful would have an awful lot of the same genetic structure mm. that he does. So it wasn't just you know because it's always a thing. It's a perfect kind of combination of you have this one in a million blood type and you're in this one in a billion situation. Uh, and I think like that's that's that was the she Hulk's whole thing is that she could be as well as as Bruce Banner that she could be a Hulk. But um, I don't know if they'll make her. Don't, isn't, yeah, it's not know. even necessary, is it? Really, when you think about it, like as long as like if you look at it, oh, that's an awesome no. character. Oh, she's not his cousin. If that's your only complaint, I think we're lucky. You know that kind of. Way. Yeah, exactly. If it's executed, my God, I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm just harping on it, but I, I've just been thinking in the back of my head for a couple so many years. I was hoping she'd get a big role because I couldn't yeah. think of anyone that deserved it more. Because I am a genuine fan, and, and if there's one thing Marvel so do, they will now. hoover up good young talent. They will, and they will yes. use it really, really well. Like, if people give them time, like, this harps back to the Brie, Brie Larson thing. Just give actors time in their roles. Like, if you look at a TV show like Fringe, like, everyone in that cast grew into the role. It's all about patience, because not have to, they don't have to just learn the role, but they have to feel comfortable in the world, and then the role will become better and better and better, the more comfortable they are in the world. Um, but, like, after we see the debut of Moon Knight and She-Hulk, we're going to see the resurgence of one of my favorite Marvel franchises and the return of the prodigal son himself, James Gunn, um, from uh, fresh off the back of the Suicide Squad sequel, which looks so so to me. But um, we'll see him return in a twofer. Um, at the end of 2022, he will be helming Guardians of the Galaxy hol holiday special winter. I think it means to say Guardians of the Galaxy winter uh, holiday special. In the 2022 and at the start of 2020. God, who typed up this um, I, I just literally copied and pasted from the site I listed below. Um, oh my God, who did copy and paste? <laughs> but um, we did. So, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Winter Special, I'm sure, will just be a little uh, kind of like a nod, a play on, maybe a bit of a spoof of the Star Wars uh, Christmas special that was much maligned. And and we'll see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, James Gunn, even though a little bit belated, a little bit delayed, will finally get to finish off his story because nobody. And rightfully so, wanted to fucking touch that movie after what he did with part one and two because it was so good, so memorable that anybody that went mm. near that would have just gotten torn asunder. See, that's the thing. You, you know, sometimes like a director, you'd be thinking, my God, what a great opportunity. And then you're thinking, God, I am going, I am just not. He's obviously nailed yeah. it. And he's obviously, it's it's hit the vein. So it's not just did a good job, but you also hit the vein yeah. of what the, 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 the public wants. 
and you think of, well, I'm just not the same director. Or maybe, maybe in my own head. And that I'm comparison better, is going to be there immediately. Matter. Exactly. So I'm just thinking, you know what? This is a big thing to turn down, but you know, wait for the right project and shine as opposed to, you will, you could, you could crash and burn. Like we're not going to be hearing about Joss Whedon for a while for various reasons, but just, just, just to speak amongst them. Yeah. But like the way I look at it is when you look at James Gunn, right? He made some past comments, all right, back in the day that were insensitive. But when he went with Disney, he changed how he behaved. He fell in line with company standards and you have to applaud him for that. You have to say, okay, he's, his comments were insensitive. He apologized for that and he changed. If you can't applaud someone for changing for the better, then what are we going to do? We're going to start punishing people for things they've done in the past yeah. when they've gone and changed for the better. You know what I mean? Like the things that he did were insensitive, but it doesn't make him any less of a person. You know what I mean? Like any less of a creator. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. Some room for growth. Or yeah. Whatever, and he proved it. Yeah. He proved in a decade after the tweets came, came around. You know what I mean? Like, so he proved it. He changed the person. He's like he understood that the style of humor that he implemented was insensitive, that it was outdated, and he went and changed the person. Agree with you more. Yeah, and he fell in line. Batista with went to bat for him. Yeah, and Dave Batista, like if you're going to have someone go to bat for you, have Dave Batista. Fucking hell, that man is a beast. But um, yeah, he like the, I love I love the way the the cast came out in defense of him bit by bit. Like you know what I mean? I know it was like Star Lord was a little bit slow, Chris Pratt was a little bit slow, but they finally they came, went to bat for him. I love the way everybody turned it down. Um, it was a real, uh, you know, director's union. Everybody kind of a sag or whatever they're called, Screen Actors Guild of America, whatever shit. They all got around each other and they supported him. He went off and it's like, and Warner Brothers were like, oh, if you don't want him, we'll take him. And as soon as that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. and everybody was positive about them hiring him, I think Marvel were like, okay, we're, the blowback we thought we were going to get for James Gunn being in the director's chair is actually the reverse. We're getting the blowback from being not yeah, in the director's chair. And that's the power of public sway. Yeah. Sorry, Sheila wants to go to bed. So I think we're going to probably just blast through these next couple in the next five minutes. All right, cool. Cool. Um, all right, cool. So after Gardens Galaxy and the uh, return, uh, sorry, let me just mark that down. Uh, 221. Um, right, so after Guardians Galaxy uh, double bill with uh, James Gunn returning, and it'll be interesting to see how he ends up uh, finishes up his trilogy. We're going to see um, a couple of new. Uh, so no, I'm going to give you these three all together because they're all coming out in 2023, and there's not much news on them. So I just want you to little kind of give me a little bit of what you think might come from Secret Invasion. We see some casting coming out. Samuel Jackson's going to be in that. Um, Amelia Clark, I think, from Game of Thrones. I was like, fuck you, DB Weiss and David Benioff. And um, uh, so she's coming back. Uh, so she's going to be introduced, a new character. I think you said she might be Spider-Woman. And uh, we're going to see Ironheart, the most advanced suit since Iron Man suit. And that would take Kevin Feige's words from his promotional video. And we're going to see Armor Wars, which I think might be uh, focused around War Machine, Don Chidel, who, you know, bring back Terrence Howard, all is forgiven. Yeah. What do you make of those three? <laughs> They're, they're going to bring back Terrence Howard. No, I said bring back Terrence Howard. All is forgiven. My God, no. I'm looking for, yeah, I mean, that it looks like they've set up the year really well. And obviously, it's a little bit ahead of us now and and, and time in Marvel Universe moves twice as fast as well. So um, it's going to be on top of us in no time. But at the minute, Secret Invasion, it's great. Scroll. It's, 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 it's kind of like espionage done in the Marvel superhero yeah. universe. Absolutely brilliant. Ironheart, 
it's great to know we can't really move away from Tony Stark. We can't move away from the techie side of the Avengers, yeah. the techie side of the Marvel Universe. So a double bill of Iron Heart and Armor Wars, bring it on. I think it's going to be fantastic. But I know very little about it. Do you, like nobody knows anything about it. I don't know like how much of a scene. So do you think Ironheart's going to lead straight into Armor Wars? Oh yeah, comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. You, I think something like after credit scene or a lot of like a lot of um you know little pointers during the film, but yeah, absolutely. And you think that maybe Don Chidel will be uh, like uh James Rhodes will become her mentor and probably take her yeah. on his wing and that's how they'll develop that character or maybe she'll well he knew yeah he knows iron man so well and he's worn the suit so he's got the experience and some of the life lessons i suppose you know yeah, yeah i suppose it makes sense and like and if iron man's her idol and stuff like that it makes sense that if her suit starts appearing the war machine will come and take her and fucking just like you know mentor her and bring her to the next level of her potential whatever the fuck you know what i mean typical story, exactly, superhero yeah. tropes always work so well so um no we blast you the last few and we'll get the fuck out of here um yeah. so i am groot is just an animated show um probably more aimed towards children but everybody loves groot so you know we'll all be scoping out no what you what do you expect my am groot i just hope that it's got good roots <laughs> it's crazy um all right yeah. uh, so all right so i am Groot is like sort of that i don't know i lock a girlfriend <laughs> this fucking guy leave it alone uh <laughs> yeah but i think Groot was a plan <laughs> but uh yeah she's branch out from <laughs> but, uh, but so like i i'm Groot. i think it'll be very kind of focused towards the kids it'll be an animated show yeah, it'll be a little bit like toy oriented yeah it'll be plushies there'll be all that sort of stuff but but Groot's a great character and and he's just fun. What can you say? Sometimes you just need to switch off, and that's what I think I'm Groot's <laughs> And um, another wooden joke there. Um, but <laughs> but uh, what you call it? So like after I am Groot, um, I want to get that out of the way because so the more meatier things we'll finish up the show. Um, so we don't know a lot about these, but it is the potential for them is huge. So uh, first of all, Mahershala Ali, who seemingly came to Kevin Feige and asked that he play a blade, and he, I think will be a perfect replacement for Wesley Snipes, and then we'll see. Finally, the introduction of Fantastic Four, and I want to talk to you. Third time's a charm. Yeah, I'll talk to you those two um, uh, uh, together, and then we'll wrap up with Captain America Four, and we'll see what we think is going to happen with Anthony Mackie and his portrayal. Blade, Blade needs to keep the grittiness and the edginess, and I, I'm, I'm worried about what way they'll approach him because they'll want to tie him into other universes when he's such a like he kills. Oh, he kills those who deserve killing. He kills. Vampires Just have him explode. Yeah, but yeah, but he. I hope they don't lose some of the grittiness because they're thinking bigger picture and want to bleed into other projects because fuck that yeah blade blade doesn't blade punisher shouldn't work that way i think he'll just um blade i think would have suited the netflix universe so well yes um exactly oh i can't oh my god i can't stress how much i agree with yeah you. and same with decks of ghost rider and stuff like that would have really fit in on netflix probably exactly. you might see them maybe you'll see them in a, a different iteration this time i'd say instead of the gore we got from the wesley snipes play trilogy we'll see a lot of like the vampires will just explode into ash like you, you can still have your death scenes but just don't have the gore you know what i mean or he'll cut a vampire in half and turn around and just like ash will fall around him or something you might not even see the explosions but like unfortunately marvel are all about the big picture so i'm sure blade will be toned down to fit into their overall narrative um well i'm in, i'm excited to see blade coming back mahershala ali is a perfect choice for the yeah. part the two-time oscar winner what else can you get like you know what i mean um but like 
I, we don't know much about Blade, so we won't stay on it too long, but we're both excited. I think we both love the first two Blade movies you said about it earlier. Blade Trinity yeah. is a fucking travesty. But um, we'll uh, talk about a little bit about Fantastic Four. Um, Noel, there's a lot of fan castings going around for this. John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. I, yeah, I would take that 100%. I would take that 100%. Yeah. I just I like they're, they're likable. They've got good chemistry together. We know that from the fact they're married. It doesn't hurt probably, but they're also they're quite quite pleasant. Yeah. And uh, they're likable characters. They're good actors. They you know they're they're um, A-list celebrities. Yeah, sure. Why not give them Fantastic Four? Absolutely. Yeah, and as you touched upon, third time's the charm because we've seen the first oh, yeah. two movies and then Josh trying second time this account, and I actually don't hold anybody accountable for that. It was such a horrible time to be making a movie. Yeah. And Josh, with the writer's strike and stuff happening, you know, it's just it was such a cacophony. And, of stuff and the things that went on allegedly behind the scenes with Josh Trank and his behavior costing him a Star Wars movie as well, like you know, so you know, so absolutely, yeah. So that movie was, so, yeah. and it tried new things. Uh, Michael B. Jordan taking on Johnny Storm, like you know what I mean. And a lot of people were freaking out over that. Like, if you get a good actor, it doesn't matter what color their skin is, it's all about how good the character can become because of that actor's performance. And you get Michael B. Jordan. Look what Marvel did with Michael B. Jordan, and people are complaining about him being Johnny Storm. Look at the part he played with Killmonger. Fucking amazing, like you know what I mean? I think, yeah. And I think everybody looks better when they're on fire. <laughs> but um, so uh, after uh, Blade and Fantastic Four, which you know the reason I grouped them together is because we don't really know a lot about them, but they've also we've seen other previous iterations, and we've seen them fail and kind of succeed with the only good thing really about the earlier Fantastic Four movies was how cool Human Torch looked and Silver Surfer and that was about it really Um, so Noah before we get the fuck out of here for tonight um, Captain America 4 the reason I left this for the end is because we have an idea a little bit of how it'll turn out Um, one of the the showrunner from Falcon Winter Soldier is going to co-create Anthony Mackie is going to return I assume Sebastian Stan is going to return and we've seen that, you know, the power broker being Agent Carter. We've seen what Madripoor. We've seen Sokovia. We've seen a real expansion over the six episodes in the Disney Plus show. Um, what do you make of Captain America 4? Are you excited? And I think it's the best place to leave because of Falcon Winter Soldier being so fresh in our head. I think I am excited. Um, I like the actor. I like the character. I think they did him fan service to get him to where he is. I think they've explained to us how he's going to operate at a at a Captain America level without being a super soldier. Again, like I said about the, the show, it, it kind of maybe should have focused on other characters more, but the one, its primary objective, it it, it, got, it gets an A plus. Yeah, in, it was a, that, a that, Captain America origin story disguised as Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, it, it should have been called, it could have been called the Falcon, and, it, and I wouldn't, we wouldn't have discussed it any differently because Winter Soldier would have featured him, yeah. but it was about the Falcon and his journey to becoming Captain America. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, can't, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what bad guys I was looking through, thinking through even um, because Chris Evans had the role for so long. They they burned through them in some main ways and tertiary ways. Yeah, like um, Arnold so Zola and Red School. I like the actor, I like the character, and Marvel has given me enough reason to have faith in the pro- in the product. Yeah, it's way ahead of us now, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, and I wish. God, I wish Sam all the best. I just like, I like the character. I like yeah, the and I, um, yeah, just rooting for to, to kind of to reaffirm your point. Yeah, I love the characters. I love the actors. They've done a lot of world building with three Captain America movies. Now we got a six uh, episode uh, well, Avengers, yeah. and yeah, yeah you know what I mean. The two characters, if Sebastian Stan returns Winter Soldier, I can't see why not. I think they should rename him 
because of the Winter Soldier negative connotation. It makes no more sense to me to keep holding on to that moniker. Um, uh, Captain America, White Wolf, that would do me. Um, or you can give him a new one altogether. But like, I just think two characters that are seeped in the MCU, no more so than Falcon Winter Soldier um, or Falcon or Bucky and Sam. And Captain America 4, I think is going to be awesome. It's going to be the start of a new trilogy. Um, and I think it's going to be huge to see a person of color play Captain America on the big screen. And I think it's going to be huge for, yeah. you know, black people everywhere, or people of color everywhere. And I think it's a new era, new captain, and it's going to be a new future for Marvel. And I cannot fucking wait to see how it goes. So, Noel, any more thoughts before we get the fuck out of here? No, I enjoyed this, man. Nice talking to you. And thanks, folks, for sticking with us. If you have lots of love from all the way over here in Ireland, unless you're from Ireland, then all lots of love from like around the corner. All right. So, we get the fuck out of here. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Tui. And behind the scenes is Carl Magic Man McAvoy working all these little tricks and wizardries. Our own Sorcerer Supreme over here, Dark Side of the Moon. And um, so we'll see you next time, folks, or you'll hear us or whatever the fuck. Um, So this is Dark Side of the Moon, where a couple of uh, zeros talk about your favorite heroes. We'll see you next time. Noel, let's get the fuck out here. Give the people the final word tonight. Peace out, people. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope to talk to you soon.